Well, seems the checks are in order. Right. As I guess they say. Cutting checks. How you doing, Bobby? Good, and you? Not so bad. That does not sound like a can of beer. Well, it is, in fact, um, I don't not. know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be drinking Monster on 75 Hard, but, you know, I also don't care. Uh, everything else I've given up, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's seeing me through. So, um, yeah, it's a monster. But uh, enough about that. We have, a, we have a wonderful guest today. I was actually really excited when you said he was coming in. Yeah. Um, I recently got to, uh, and we'll get into it a little later, I recently got to hang out with him. Uh, in a in a professional fashion, and then so it just made sense to try to get him on as soon as possible. Perfect, and uh, it all worked out. It was a what semi professional time. It was good. Yeah, well, we I did mean, good. Yeah, we, we put our professional pants on for a while. I logged at his work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I expensed at his work. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is the key, and uh, we do have Mr. Uh, Justin Cross from Earn Your Booze on, and we're going to get right with him. But I have a few housekeeping items real quick. And then Bobby kicks off the podcast, and then we'll kind of get into it. So, sweet. Um, again, uh, industry secrets at gmail pod or industry secrets pod at gmail.com is the email address that I've started sort of checking. Someone uh, sent in a, a recommendation that we should uh, we should be our, our own guests. Oh, I thought someone was going to recommend that we just kill ourselves. <laughs> uh, yes. um, I don't bring like up you the guys death suck. Threats. Stop doing this. I don't make, yeah. bring up the death threats, but they're actually from our spam mail, which is really wild. They're like, you're not going to be successful. Please stop. We're not even going to give you services. It's very sad. Perfect. So in any case, uh, that's that. And we're going <laughs> to go ahead and kick this bitch off. Bobby. And what do we do on this podcast? Well, oh shit. Yeah, sorry. I got you. <clears throat> you know, I come we're a team. You know, I come in here as high as a crow, <laughs> or crow's cock, or however that works. In any case, <laughs> this is the podcast where we talk a little shit, talk a little shop. There it is. Um, Justin from Earn Your Boo- Justin Cross from Earn Your Booze, uh, which is, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of this wrong, or just not enough. I'm pretty sure it's a nationwide uh, organization at this point. Really interesting concept, which I'd really like to dive into the origins and stuff of uh, when we get into it. But he also works uh, adjacent to a lot of us uh, scumbags in the industry uh, as well as you know his uh, help brew beer sling drinks he's you know, he's really helped do all the aspects of our job so you know he he in direct uh, correlation to our industry so it's kind of interesting so uh, we're gonna get into it but Bobby kicks off every podcast with uh, with a question Justin as an adult man have you ever shit your pants? As an adult man. Yeah, I mean, toddler doesn't count. I mean, does high school count? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. <laughs> That's a yes. And maybe even after that, but, you know, I might not have remembered. So. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't remember, it didn't matter. Let's just chuck that up as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you get involved with booze and whey protein. Like, how does it not at least happen once? Right. Especially when you mix them. Yeah. It's not, it's not recommended always. <laughs> you, don't your, you don't drink your beer or your uh, protein shakes with beer? Yeah. I, I, I've tested a few. Yeah. We, you know, you got to test, test the I haven't done profiles, it, but you know? I've yeah. got to do it now. You know, yeah. Cause you know, you get something like this Montucky cold snack and you have like a, maybe like a fruity pebbled protein. It doesn't sound that far right? off. That you sounds, know, it's called an adjunct at this point. Yeah. It's, that sounds like a drinker beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a special release. So were you... In high school, at high school, when this happened, um, yeah, I was at a, a concert that evening with with the family and you know whatever. Oh, so you weren't at at school? No, I wasn't like carrying my books around or anything. Is that been rough? Yeah, it was. 
I don't think there's ever like a good time to shit your pants though. <laughs> I think you're spot on. You know, I could be wrong. I mean, uh, as a you fan, as a serial pants shitter, <laughs> <laughs> the best time is is generally when you're either at home or close to it, right. or um, there's few people around. I guess if people are around, you're correct. There's never a good time, but. I guess the only objection I would have is if there's no one around, it's better. Well, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Chris Rogers shit his pants in a in his Vegas hotel. So I mean, you just you throw your sheets outside the door, you clean yourself up. There's a shower right there. Nobody knew that. Throw an extra twenty. On I that mean, bed probably nobody knew until he told people on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like you know, put your pants in the laundry, you know, yeah. with, and just hope that you know they just discard it for you, you know, <laughs> or wash it and send it back. Yeah, this is no longer my issue. Yeah. You never know. Maybe the you hotel's going to well, go though. above and beyond. You, yeah, you got to tip well. Yeah. There's a, there's a hundo sticking out of that pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like a, I'd clean someone else's shitty jeans in a washing machine for a hundred bucks. I'd do it. I feel like that's a, one of your hashtag it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You just hose it off in the mop sink before you put it in. You think, I don't, I don't wash my clothes or sheets in this washing machine. So, Listen, I mean, if I'm getting paid, what does it matter? Exactly. Of course, got to get done. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it for like a five spot. No, you're talking about a kind of Utopia. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That makes sense. I'm hearing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. If I if I if I can, uh, you know, take an extra vacation a year, I'll clean someone's dirty drawers. Whatever, it's all good. I got you. A hundred bucks goes a long way. If you're in like a place where a hundred dollars goes a long way, <laughs> not Manhattan as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Go like to three like, drinks for that. Go to like Bozeman, Montana, where that shit's like, uh, you know, the peso exchange uh, yeah. compared to fucking <laughs> They they sell tecates for a buck fifty. Yeah, you get oh. a free like ATV with your, with your beer. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when I drove to Nebraska, we uh, stopped in. Oklahoma? Yes, that's the name of that place. Uh, terrible place. Never stopped there. But we had stopped there. And we went to be our bar tab, and we had like, I mean, a handful of things are legal in Oklahoma. I'll probably be wrong on this. Uh, but there is some sort of like, people can drink while you're driving sort of thing going on. So we were just oh, yeah. like, we're going to drink and drive a whole lot, uh, which is what we did. Uh, sorry, Oklahoma, but I'm never coming back, so good luck. Um, in any case, uh, terrible place. <laughs> You have a lot of family in Oklahoma. Me? I have a lot of oh, family. Oh, no, I actually do as well. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have any family in Oklahoma. I have family in Oklahoma. I've never met them, but it's like uh, where all my family <laughs> comes from. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, where's your family come from? And I'm like, well, Oklahoma and yeah. New Jersey. If and, I had, and if some I had family there, I wouldn't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's purely by choice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you, you know, you get close to someone, you might have to go visit. Oh, yeah. You can't have that. To be know? fair, if for some reason I needed a vacation to... Oklahoma, I'd be like, you got an extra Are you in room? hiding from the mom? And then you, I actually, you probably see you that extra room, vacation. you're like, I'll pay for a hotel. There's one guy from Oklahoma hearing this right now, like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's on. like, it's not that. He's Leave like, softly defending. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. They got a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville, right? Yeah, that's you know? a really nice Margarita. There's yeah. a really nice Applebee's in the corner, like... I will say our bar tab from drinking all day was like nearly nothing. I, yeah. I, I thought we were like going to be hundreds of dollars in. It was like less than 50. And I was like, we are all hammered. Like, how is this possible? Sounds great. Yeah, that was the best part of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, every, again, everything else was terrible. Um, terrible place. But <laughs> we're not here to talk about how much I don't like Oklahoma. Because <laughs> it's bad. Uh, so, uh, 
again, I do want to get into it because I, I don't know that I've ever even actually kind of like unpacked this fully myself, but you have an organization called Earn Your Booze, and there's a lot of different variations that you guys engage with on that premise. Um, how does that come together, and um, how do you make that a business? Because when I met you, you were part of, uh, it was either part of Ash I met you, or during a guild meeting, you were brewery and planning, but you abandoned that when this thing blew up. Yeah. So uh, I guess if you don't mind, walk me through it. Yeah, sure. So started as just a mindset. I was in the Navy, and you know, if you know anything about the Navy, you probably assume you have to be in decent shape, which you do. But sailors also cuss and drink like sailors, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it started. Where I was like, all right, my life basically, you know, evolves around the gym and getting hammered, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, you know. So it kind of like started there as a concept, and then after the Navy. Did a couple other business things, which, you know, we don't really need to talk about airplanes, I don't think. But um, eventually, I found myself helping, like, beer brewers and bloggers and brewery owners kind of, like, start to lose the beer gut, feel a little better, because they're working specifically in the beer world, yep. which is great, right? I was, like you said, I was planning a brewery. I was home brewing. I was free. I went to SDSU beer school. I was all about the beer. Mm-hmm. So I met a lot of those beer people, and um, I actually the business plan that we're still working on, it was actually developed like within like 10 minutes, like f- about five years ago. Sounds like most business yeah. plans. And we started it, um, is actually called Brewtrition because I was okay. originally thinking we're doing this all for beer. Um, then as we kind of went through that planning process, I was like, you know what? Um, my, one of my original guys that I had on board, we we're like, we could help a hell of a lot more people if we didn't just focus on brewing and earn your booze was a saying that was like he had said in the gym a few times and i was like whoa i think i have the perfect business plan um that's way more catchy oh yeah let's start with that you know so it that was it i think you still got something with nutrition that you could do like I a do little like that. little side venture of earn your booze sure. like doing a uh do you know, like a protein like powder or like a creatine mix like your own blend yeah, right? yeah. like that's i think you could actually still do For something sure. with that yeah, so I mean, it literally came from how I lived my life. And uh, once I started to help some people, I realized I could help a hell of a lot more people if we took it seriously and made it a business. So there we go. You're like your own drinking on it. Like drinking team for on it. Like, sure. Yeah. You got to start at a gym. I'll sign up. Yeah, yeah, no, for I'm real. Try- right? I'm trying to leave my gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I ever do a gym, it is going to have a brew pub cocktail bar oh, or something fuck attached yeah. to it for sure. You know, it's, uh, rewards, yeah, I would rewards go to that program gym. to earn your membership, you know, yeah, and like, all that. Yeah, yeah. The detox, you do a detox, thousand, life, thousand yeah. bench presses. Like, you better get your squat game up, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you want a pint for half off, right? I got to see you do a PR. That's, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, there okay. we go. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> all right. I guess. Well, no, thanks for coming on the yeah, podcast. Right. Uh, it was great, we guys. We usually do a local shout out here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, I mean, you are, you're an expert in marketing, man. Like I've, I follow your Instagram page. Like you're, you're always coming up. You're a, you're hustling for sure. Um, and speaking of that, I've got, I've got something for you Uh-oh. for your, uh, your, all your marketing. And I had to make sure this was real because, you know, anybody, podcast, anybody but, can, right. uh, I'm unzipping a backpack. That's, yeah, yeah. That's not his there, pants. I had to hide it. Um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I, obviously, you're not a an unfit man, but uh, I gotta see if you really are strong. Uh oh. Okay. Can you curl that for me? It's not a gun. <laughs> Maybe it is a gun, actually. I don't know. Can I curl? Oh, that's yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out what the trick is here. Um, I mean, like this? Like, I'm going to drink? Yeah, he did it. He's fucking strong, dude. It's real. <laughs> this guy's fucking strong. That's an eight-pound weight. That's fucking crazy. That's for my girlfriend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He did it. You're carrying this around in your backpack, huh? I mean, I grabbed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just didn't want you to see it. Nice. <laughs> I just didn't want you to see it. Nice. As I brought it down. And you're like, why does this guy have a yellow eight-pound weight? <laughs> That'd be, I mean, imagine coming down the stairs. You're just like... I'm looking at you, and you're like, yeah, it's I'm earning this, I gotta get it. I gotta earn the booze real fast. All right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, real talk. This guy's strong. Check out his Instagram. Earn your booze. Okay, so um, we've we've formed Earn Your Booze now. How yeah. like so? You guys are like event based program, right? Like, uh, I gotta stop saying that so many times in a row. Um, get it together. So um, been there, brother. You, you take it from concept and make a business but yeah. then how do you deploy that into like you know we just collabed a beer together yep. how, how does how do you get that to like keep such momentum like we do event planning all the time but like bobby said you're always marketing and always hustling and if you go to the website there's always something going on and you know if it's not this it's that and you know i've, I've jumped in and done stuff with you or, or you know observe from afar like there's just always so much going on like how does that momentum stay like yeah how, how do you keep building on top of it it's actually a, that's actually a great question and it's it might not be the answer you you expect because there's actually too much to try to even chase to do i always feel like we're behind on things really? because if you think about earn and booze right what does earn mean it's i mean we do have an emphasis on fitness but even fitness alone there's a million different things you could do you could be a runner hiker bodybuilder you know crossfitter you know yogi whatever it is um, but you could also just be a kick-ass, you know, parent, take care of the dogs, you know, your, your life oh, and yeah. earn stuff that way. And booze encompasses beer, wine, spirits, and everything under the sun that has alcohol in it, right? And we even do stuff like earn your donuts, earn your tacos, earn your brunch. Yeah. So it really, booze kind of symbolizes like the treat that you might give yourself. But of course, we have an emphasis on drinking because that's, you know, that's what we're at. Sure. So when you think about that and all the possibilities that could be put together, it's endless, Without a doubt. So, yeah, you know. Well, so I'm sure you're very passionate about yeah. drinking great beer. Yeah, you know, and, and when you think about, like, so, like, what you're saying, there's always <laughs> something happening. It is it is kind of, like, difficult sometimes to figure out what do we want to focus on. You know, or do we want to go hard on bourbon and whiskey because we have mm-hmm. a lot of momentum and great, you know, supporters yeah. and friends in the whiskey world. Um, but we also, as you know, beer. You know, my background came from beer. You guys are here. We're, you're both beer professionals. Um, but then, you know, we have... We have an official wine sponsor on our brand. So it's like, yo, we could go Hell so yeah. many different ways. We could b- basically make a company out of yoga and wine. We could also make a company out of hiking and whiskey and literally a million other combinations. So that's where the marketing gets actually kind of overwhelming sometimes. Without it's like, what do we do? Yeah, what's the choice? Like, we're always testing to see what's going to work, you know, and what's, you know, what the market wants. But it's like, you don't want to get too far you know, off the scale all the time because then people are like, well, what the hell is this? Is it a this or is it that kind of brand? So right. it's actually been a little bit difficult to try to show what we are from a visual standpoint because the and you know options are endless. Well, I, I, I think about this all the time whenever I'm making like either a job decision or just a, a life decision, whether it's business or whatever it is. And I think, like, dude, Jeff fucking Bezos didn't realize what he was doing when he opened an online bookstore right. out of his garage. Like, right. That was his model. And right. I was like, oh, I can kind of lean into this. And he could have been a major failure. Mm-hmm. But 
one decision led to the next, and it just happened down the path to be the first and competing with second most richest man in the world. Like, I think about all those things every time you go, is this the thing that it's the the story of, yeah, a guy tried to do this business and went bankrupt, or is this, hey, this, this guy did this, and it was some crazy garage dream of, like, he was doing right. something out of his house, and all of a sudden he's an incredibly wealthy businessman, and he's very successful. Like, those are, like... I don't stress out about much, but it's those things that like just get yeah. my mind twirling of like, well, if I do this, then this, then this, then this, then this, and then is that failure? Like, where does that hit on that little ladder of? That's business in general. Like, you're always solving problems. <clears throat> you always have to adapt. Yep. And you know, like just we said here a minute ago, this started as something with a completely different name, a very specific industry, and it evolved into what it is now. And I can't talk about it yet, but we are actually rebranding as we speak. Oh, so no the shit. next couple months, we are going to have something that is going to be even more all-encompassing of kind of everything that I was hinting at that Hell yeah. you know sure. that you can do. Um, and it's it is very interesting how you think you're going to start with this. So you guys doing a malt-based protein shake? Oh, man. <laughs> Damn it! I was going to say, not a malted milk ball, but malted Fruit beer ball. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, so yeah, so that's business in general, you know. And and like you said, something might fail, but along the way, you might learn something that starts something different, mm-hmm. and that's what takes off. You know, it's you never know. So you just have to keep going, essentially. Yeah, I you know, mean, you, you you take your losses on the chin. You just mm-hmm. keep, you keep on because it's oh well, failure is the teacher. I mean, yeah. so, Sometimes, like you said, when you're thinking about where failure is at, like for me, it's the teacher. When I when I when I face an L, I just take it, and move on because it's it's trying to get around that or 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 pretend it didn't happen, where it just causes a much bigger issue. You just accept loss, give it power, move on, uh, realize that it if you. Burn your hand on the stove. Don't put it back on there again when it's red, right? Like, yeah. Oh, certainly. That's that's the lesson over and over and over and over again. Forever. You Forever. have and you have to have those. Like, maybe somebody could hit a grand slam somehow and be one of in a million where everything just works great for them. That yeah. doesn't happen for most people. You know, you have to get those failures and those losses to learn what to do and what not to do. Yeah. You know? I I mean I don't think I'm successful by any means because I probably will never feel that way. But uh, <laughs> just just honestly. Uh, and I, people who've asked me before, like, what do you do? And I'm just like, well, I just get up every day and do the work. Yeah. That's it. Like I get up every day and I just do the work because mm-hmm. some shit's going to hit and it's going to be awesome. And you got to love it when it happens and yeah. some shit's going to miss and it's going to suck when you take it on the chin. But if you kind of let the, the jeers and the cheers have the same amount of volume, like embrace them for sure. But, right. but don't let one outweigh the other and just work every day. There's also something like a little bit, I mean, at least for me, inspiring about like waking up and kind of hating a little bit about yourself. Right? Oh, yeah. like, oh, you gotta like, hate yourself. Sometimes I think I'm the best and there's always this like yeah. hidden factor of like, wow, so I suck. And yeah. that oh. gets me to better myself. Like, sure. like, it's when you stop hearing that second part, you're in trouble. Exactly. Right? Like you can, like you need a good ego yeah. uh, in, in one might not even, it's more like super ego. It's like you need that like drive to like, I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to, for these reasons, I'm going to accomplish this. But you also need that 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 doubt in the back of your mind to make you try and to keep you in line. It's when you no longer hear it and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it's going to be awesome. Oh, sure. certainly. Uh, uh, well, hold up. Let's <laughs> let's take a step back. Now, now, there's a difference, I feel, in that and then something like someone like Aretha Franklin, right? She honed in like 26 songs, razor fucking sharp, and was the best forever at that and just held on to that. And a lot of like musicians and stuff do that. 
that's kind of a different thing, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's the only exception to the rules. Like if you're just you find something you're really good at and you just are doing exactly that forever and just continue to like sort of get better, but not really because you're the best. And I guarantee, though, she had plenty of days where she woke up feeling like she sucked. Oh, that or, you know, she had writer's block or mm-hmm. she was doubting, you know, what she was about mm-hmm. to release, you know, and all yep. that. So even even those at the very top of their game, you know, got to put that in check, you know. No doubt. She should have earned her booze. Yeah. <laughs> well, she should have. Just <laughs> <laughs> earned it. Yeah. I don't even know if she was a exactly. drinker, but maybe if she worked out more, she could have been. I don't know. She'd be alive today. Maybe. We'll just say she did, and she was one of our first ambassadors. Ah, top notch, dog. Yeah. See? That's some that. top shelf shit. Yeah. Listen, I checked it on YouTube. I'm going to do some Photoshop when I get home. Now. Yeah, we wikied yeah. it. <laughs> I wikied it, and now I'm uh, now Nazi. All right, so how many push-ups can you do? In what time period? Just like go. Like any time period, <laughs> how many do you can do? Um, within two minutes, uh, probably just over 100. That's ins- That's absurd. It's a lot. I actually just did a test of this uh, about a month ago. Yeah. So I asked Whoa. that because I know you've done like the the hanging bar challenge, doing that as we speak. Yeah. Uh, which got some it money sounds too. so simple. That's harder than push-ups for sure. It sounds so. You just got to hold insane. onto a bar and just sit there. Like yeah, you know, your shoulders look. are so ridiculous. Dude, though. forearm strength, just the grip strength, and like that grip strength. Nobody is you sitting what, there like you know doing what the like weirdest. The weirdest pulls. part about it is, is like I'm I'm fairly good at pull ups as well. Like I just I just love doing pull ups. Yeah. Um. So I thought I was like, you know, I'm gonna fucking crush this fucking hang thing. No, I'd rather do pull ups than just hang there. Oh, I believe it because it's crazy when you have your lats and, and everything activated. You're 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 doing something. You're in motion, and all yeah. that is in 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 part of helping it. Mm-hmm. When you're just dead hanging. Like, your oh. fingers are on fire within, like, eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's no crazy. Because, you know, all your weight is just right there. You know, you got a little inch and a half bar digging into those couple knuckles, and it's it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not good. Are you, uh, have you brought that to Strong Beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, every time. Are you bringing it to Strong Beer this year? We are. I'm going to be over and test it out. It's actually really good, because we've only ever done pull-ups, but we'll do dead hang this time, too. Dude, I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Like, that, that'll be at the Grand Canyon booth. Dude, I haven't been. By Ooh, I, maybe I, that will help us really dial in the name of that beer because we have a skeleton hand crushing a beer can. Ooh, yes, I like that. Dead hang, pale ale. That's there. It is beautiful. This, it just happens. Uh, I just want to go back Something real quick. Like, yeah. Bobby had said uh, no one does forearm curls. I want to correct that. I've watched John Peasley do forearm curls for just such shit. <laughs> like he, just, he just and, wants big he, forearms. Well, have you seen his forearms are the I've never size met him. of like my calves? I've never met him. <laughs> oh, he's you'll you'll get to meet him at Strongbeer. He's a monster. He's awesome. Yeah, I've never. I mean, every now and again, I'll do like the little like behind the back or like the little forearm. I've literally seen him sit there and he puts his from a bench. arms like this, and he'll have a forty pound bar and just be like, yeah, forearms like half half hung off. He has these enormous forearms. It's pretty crazy. I, I've done it, but like it hurts. Just, no, no. If I, you just exercise like weight lift it with like a super light weight, I was like. If you just exercise, if you just do weightlifting, your forearms is gonna be just holding the weight like oh, you for need sure. to exercise sure. with, right? Like, like if you ain't got a forearm, Listen try doing most workouts. Justify it however you want, <laughs> um, dude. I'm extra vascular. But yeah, we'll, we'll do that at the at the Strong Beer Fest. And see, I'm super excited for it. On. I'll yeah. have someone cover my booth cool. for about 44 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, we've kind of been alluding to that a little bit. So, you came up to uh, Flagstaff, which is our R&D brew pub, uh, and John Hunter 
is our uh, research brewer over there, and he does all, like our small collabs and uh, uh, well anything that's not like a giant batch that has to go somewhere. Um, and all of our kind of fun stuff. So you got to come up and make a, a hazy pail with him. Yeah, yeah, that was killer. That was a fun time. We got to uh, do that. You'll definitely have to earn your booze with that. Hazies are not low calorie. Yeah, I mean, you're correct. Uh, one of the that's uh, speaking of talking shop uh, and talking little shit. That's a little uh, industry secret. I, right there. Yeah, that is the industry secret. Is I, I tell people all the time. I was like, the two dirty secrets are of, of our water consumption and uh, the caloric intake of beers <laughs> that yes. people are clearly not fucking aware of. And I would challenge any person. Who has like started getting into craft beer and then been like, "Where did this twenty pounds come from?" <laughs> you tell me I'm wrong. Right there. Uh, well, yeah. dude, I was super inspired when I like first started seeing what you're doing because I work out and I like when I was probably twenty, I was working at a chain restaurant. You know, they have the soda fountain there, so it's any bartender service can just drink sodas, and I'd have a Dr Pepper here and there. And then I'm like, I remember pour, walking to work, pouring a soda in my cup, and being like. Dude, after this, I'm going to go drink, like, 10 beers with yeah. my buddies after work. Like, poured the soda out, filled it with water. I was like, I don't need all this extra. And I almost never drink soda now. Like, we right. didn't really have it much as, like, kids growing up. So it was always, like, this extra special treat. Now, working at a restaurant, you can have as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So, like, I'm either drinking water or I'm drinking a beer. Like, mm-hmm. and then rare occasion, I have, like, wine or some spirits. Like, obviously, I like bourbon. Uh, but I... No, I I know the caloric intake. Like I could have eight light beers, and it's like, oh well, it's light, but that's eight hundred calories that sure. you still have taken in. So I ha- I know I've got to go Monday through Friday to the gym before work because during work I'm probably gonna have a beer. Yeah, I'm a sales rep and for a brewery, you're not doing and there's anything. no way yeah. I'm working yeah. out after a beer. Yeah. I just don't have the energy or any inspiration to do it. Um, and like constantly seeing that pop up, I'm like, damn, I really am a bitch. Like I do got to step it up at the gym. And it just like that little, like that little itch of self hate is like, I, like, I know I'm gonna have a beer later. I have mm-hmm. this event coming up. I got to go run. And I'm like, I'll just run 10 minutes. I'm like, well, like dude, it every time, like you look at the time and like what they say is calories burned. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I, I ran 10 minutes, but it's only like 112 calories. I'm like, well, I just got to get to 150 calories burned and by 150 calories burned. I'm like, Oh, well. Now it's like 16 minutes. I got to get to 20 minutes. So I just like keep pushing myself on yeah. those aspects of things. Yeah. And, and like he was saying, like people don't realize what's in, especially like the bigger beers. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, dude. Like, you know, one of the one of the easiest things uh, that I was able to do to help like beer drinkers in general. And we first started, like, especially in the brutrition days was identify what people are drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, my friend, you guys know the classy alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love so, him. Yeah. So he's one of the guys that I was working with in the beginning. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I do this during the day and I'll go for a walk here. You know, he tells me his routine. And then he's like, oh, but, you know, then at night I'll have, you know, four five, six, you know, whatever, um, you know, like imperial chocolate stouts. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, how do you think they got that chocolate in there? There's your freaking problem right yeah. there. You know, like as as you guys know, like imperial means something, not yep. just alcohol content. Yeah. You know? Well, it means more malt, which means more sugar mm-hmm. and sugar even like yeast can only eat so much sugar out of to turn into ethanol when if you want a good imperial stout better have some body to it yeah and that residual sugar makes the body Uh uh-huh and then so i mean we've clocked a thousand calorie beer just to say it out loud i mean there's a lot of them out there uh we did a pastry set that i think was like i say a thousand was like 980 but 
that's I mean that's impressive. I, I uh, <laughs> uh, shout out Ryan Sandlin and sorry for bringing this up, but uh, I would love to see a calorie count on Astro Cookie. They throw ten thousand calories into the mash tub. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> ethanol is empty calories, anyways. That's why you know, yeah. the whole earn your booze thing. You know, all ethanol is that empty is calories. the most crazy shit. They throw ten thousand added calories just in the mash tun, dude. It's wild. I mean, of, probably, of what are they making? Five five barrels of beer? Three. three. Yeah, that's a fuck. Nice. Come on, three barrels of beer, ten thousand calories. Yeah. What the fuck? That's that's that is that's that is six half barrels. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's, uh, and, and listen, I'm here for it. Like, I love for it. Sure. I just, uh, there's a lot of denial in our mm-hmm. industry about it sometimes. Uh, and uh, you see it sometimes in our consumers, and you see it sometimes in just the people that, you know, uh, work in the industry. And that's why, yeah. uh, just to kind of, you know, circle back on top of it, that I, I've always loved your concept. I've, I've always kind of from afar, like when we engage in activities and stuff like that, like I did that Bikram yoga because I love yoga. Yeah, uh, obviously you can tell, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I really do enjoy yoga. I'm sorry, I, I laugh so hard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm a you know a, a large fellow that doesn't look like he does yoga, but I do. And uh, I can't do nice. yoga. Yoga's hard. Yeah, and Bikram yoga is no fucking joke. And uh, that was also like real nervous for me because that was a big scale event for us. And breakthrough pulled through, and you guys, everyone did fucking great. Steve Dan murdered it. Everyone just did a great job. Kim, Mandy, super you fun. Guys, just yeah. super fun. But I was hammered when yoga started like yeah. i was <clears throat> yeah i uh well i was helped setting up the welcome cocktails sure which i welcomed myself to That's right. plenty of them <laughs> while i was you doing have to make it. sure it's safe for consumers you know yeah, quality I, control i yeah, remember we is. i remember we kicked off he's like getting a downward dog and I, I i i got in a position uh just like saddled into it and i was like oh fuck i'm drunk and for 45 minutes i got my ass Whooped. So what that's is Bikram amazing. yoga? That's amazing. It's uh, yeah, I, I you know maybe Justin knows better than I do. It's is it's, it drinking yoga? No, well, no, it's like a high intensity kind of yoga. So um, I think the one that we did that day was Baptiste. Or sorry, that's yeah. what it is. Bikram is like the yogi stuff. Sorry, I, okay. I'm not a, I'm not an expert in all the different kinds, but sure. like he said, um, it's not it's not like feel good flowy yoga. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of like one-handed type stuff or very a lot of core work a lot of shit that you really have to focus on not falling over yeah yeah so they have eighth grade gym class but it's yoga leading into it yeah and during yeah okay we we did that as part of very tall straws and you're yeah (laughs) we uh so the event was it was um it was at copper blues bar and it was we presented uh when we first launched the first year of our distillery we did a cocktail big cocktail competition out there uh, and it was, we opened with the yoga and then we had the earn your booze crew out there and then breakthrough brought like actual, like spirit judges that like do other events and stuff like that. It was, it was kind of awesome. It's how I met like a lot of bartenders I know now and kind of got introduced to them there. Nice. Yeah. Then after that, we did a thing, um, that we were going to launch prior to COVID. Uh, we were going to launch a thing called the bar fit games. It was basically a comp, you know a competition blended of like kind of like a CrossFit team type thing mm-hmm. and bartending. Um, mm-hmm. So what we did there is basically we had uh, I think we had like five or six competing uh, bartenders from across the valley. They were all given a team that they could either bring or people from like our event at the in the mm-hmm. audience, 
they all had to compete um, doing some sort of physical challenge. Like one is lifting like a 400 pound sandbag worm together. Another oh, one shit. was like pull-ups. Another mm-hmm. one was another physical challenge. Worm. And you could basically, whoever, whatever team had like the best score at each station, they won a special ingredient or a bartending tool oh, to take up yeah. to the bartending challenge that nobody else got to use. Yeah. So somebody won like a fog machine or a smoke machine to use. Yep. Somebody else got like premium clear ice. Nice. Just show you. Uh, so while we were chatting, I checked out uh, that name. It was available, so I took it. Hey, I Skull, like it. No, it was Dead Hang. Oh, was it Dead Hang? Oh, whatever. I have this name. Alex has had a couple of uh, Skull Crushers. Cigarettes. What you're thinking is when you're well, laying. That says Skeleton Crusher, sir, not Skull Crusher. <laughs> well, well, Skull wow. Crusher Dead is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's, isn't it? Uh, that uh, is um, something like that. Broken Skull. Broken Skull. Broken Skull. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool. No shit. Um, yeah, so that was a concept we were going to take nationwide, actually, with uh, Milagro Tequila. Hell um, yeah. And we lost it for COVID, but. Um, but think how fun that is. Like bartenders Dude, get to uh, work out. I'm sitting there trying to figure out how shit. me as a brewery supplier can figure out how to jump into this because yeah. I want to be on that. Dude, hell yeah. Like if even just like purely for marketing to get you right. to the next level, like how can I help you do that? Because that sounds like a goddamn blast. Well, we are, uh, I think like we talked about prior to the podcast, we are um, potentially taking a nationwide tour to San Diego where... Mm-hmm. Second chance is so. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Love how, to do it. Have to see how uh, California is playing with all the rules. You know. Yep. When are you going? Um, looking to doing that probably in May. Okay. Okay. Yeah. May, I gotta go. May June. I gotta go every every month now. So nice. You let me know when you plan on yeah. going, and I might be able to just like because I can go any time in the month. I just need to spend okay. five work days. You're not. You're not, you're not booked okay. out around that time. Not doing anything. May. In May. Not doing anything. Are we? I, if it, might be doing something around May. Oh, you, shit. You might, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I figured we'd probably be doing it. He was actually telling me outside that he was just going to hand up, you know, I was just going to take on his responsibility. I mean, listen, I mean, he's not getting paid, so perfect. I got to type it in the old thing. I, I can't remember shit. No, for sure. Right about uh, now, there's somebody listening. Like the fuck. Is that was a that, yeah. was a that was a that was a teaser. That, that was it. That was a teaser for something we can't quite talk about yet. But um, good stuff. Those who don't know, and those who don't, will know soon. So yeah, um, if you don't know, now you know soon. Well, I have a bunch more questions about earn your booze and stuff like that, but uh, I would like to kind of insert something a little more, uh, not shit themed, but uh, speaking of you, uh, shameless plug. Being over with us during uh, Strong Beer Fest uh, with the interactive Earn Your Boo stuff, with the collab Hazy Pale we made up in Flagstaff, uh, which will be fucking rad. Dude, I had a whole idea to get into this, and I just derailed. I'm sorry. Oh, no. You're, <laughs> you're fantastically fine. And so you're you're friendly to a beer fest or two, and uh, I know you've worked at one or two. I mean, you actually yeah. helped. Um, actually, no, I don't even want to tell that story, uh, just in case it's the one you want to tell. Um, I've seen you handle a beer fest creature too. So why don't you tell me a story, uh, about a beer fest creature you may have seen or interacted with at any time? Oh my goodness. See that one that probably just came to mind right there. Let's talk about that. Somebody's got to dig deep into those catacombs in your brain. of like, there's so many, oh shit, that's the one that stood out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, every once in a while at a beer festival and I guess in society in general, um, you kind of get like a. Probably an older man who's not getting laid um, that finds a younger, attractive woman that he wants to kind of harass in one way or another. What? 
Um, at a and, beer festival? Yeah, you know, I, don't know. I mean, there's sometimes alcohol involved, you know, a lot of alcohol maybe. <laughs> yeah. And um, eighty minimum eighty ounces like of craft beer. Yeah, um, we basically had to uh, physically remove somebody who uh, was basically trying to attack our little five foot two blonde uh, DJ at our booth um, at a festival. Uh, I think because what the music was too loud. Uh, yeah, I think it, it was either that or he didn't, he didn't away like the speakers was playing, and then yeah, uh, he don't yeah. So that was actually what I was gonna yeah tell, say first, but no, yeah, it was funny to watch you and Chuck grab that dude by the elbows and escort him out. It was a good time. It one of the weirdest things too, because like you know, like I know people are drinking, but I've done, I've either worked at or been to I don't know two dozen beer festivals, and like. They're, for the most part, a ton of fun. And everyone, yeah. even the drunk people are just kind of like funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. When this guy came around, he was on a next, he was on a mission um, to uh, disconnect the speakers because it was too loud. Or maybe we were playing rap or something that he didn't like. Yeah. And, That's um, the devil's music. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know how we do it. Um, <laughs> Jesus turned water into wine and that's how beer got made. And my our DJ, our friend DJ Miss Mix, uh, we're actually having a birthday party for her uh, on Saturday at my house if you guys want to come over. Hell yeah. Um, and my wife had the same birthday. Nice. Um, Happy birthday. He decided to zero in on her and try to fuck with her equipment and try to like get into her space. And so, yeah, Chuck and I got to escort him out. It was great. There's got to be something so nice about, uh, I've had like one experience like this. And I'm not a, like a, I'm not a big guy, but... Uh, like, I do Sundays at Chupacabra, and I work with Chris Rogers, big dude. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's his own bouncer kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, someone comes in and makes a fool, and Chris is like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. They're like, no. And he's like, yeah. yeah You're leaving. You got to go. Like, and they're yeah. like, all right. All right. <laughs> uh, but, like, in an aspect like that where, like, you and another dude walk over another guy, and he's like, you got to go, or we're going to make you go. And yeah. Like, Try me. I'd be like, if it was me, I'd be like, you right. <laughs> I it, fucked up. That's I'll leave. so funny. This guy was in no shape whatsoever to, like, to you know take on anybody and uh he did not back down which is, oh no. that drunk courage and we literally picked him up and took him out it was... yeah <laughs> chuck, chuck and justin walked on either side of him just grabbed him by his forearm and his elbow and just picked him up and i just had his little feet just yeah and just, just walked kicking along walked him to the door and was like and i think one of the weirdest Bye. parts was when he picked him up and walked i think that's when he realized he fucked up because, oh yeah but he's because he kind of just went silent just went it's like and he just took turns like looking at rigor mortis. And yeah, he went. Yeah, I did. He just turned to like wood. <laughs> oh, I was like, like when you kneel on a goat's neck and it just goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like this is. What the fuck was that reference? When you kneel on a goat's neck? You've never. Well, yeah, you know. Like, you're on a farm. Bro. Tuesday afternoon, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like goat, farm animals, like <laughs> farm animals and stuff like that. Like when you like put your neck on their knee on their neck, or like when you put them in like the kill position, <laughs> like they choke, just yeah. they just go and they go limp and like it's some instinctual thing, so they just like they're somewhere else and you're just oh I yeah I've never done like, it. Well, all right. Is that the other uh, competition you're gonna do at Strong Beer Fest? <laughs> yeah. All right, you got you got a hog tie and then yes. skin a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> really escalated there at the end. I thought he's it was a petting zoo. He's doing another thing, yeah. so he's got earn your booze for the for the hang, and then earn yeah. your meat for the for the murder. Listen, but I, I you understand. Eat, you got to kill it. Yeah. And, 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 and I get like some people are like that, and I and I get that people are vegan and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, there is something truly powerful about like choking, learning how to take an animal's life and then process process that into food on your table absolutely like being able to i mean like, you definitely under- respect that dinner yeah. so much more there's no you, question about and it not even that you just 
you actually have so much more respect for animals. Like yeah. I, I am never cool to animals. I, I'm always kind to them. I'm always happy to see them. Like I, I treat pets like people, like I have such a kindness for animals rather than some cruelty or disconnection from them because I've, sure. I've experienced the life cycle and the sacrifice mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is required in that kind of a setting. Um, my grandpa's super into hunting. He teaches all of us to hunt when we grow, when we grow up, it's, you know, a boar with a compound bow and then, then rifles. And there's, there's something about it that, that truly is, uh, I think that people should experience. And if you experience that and then become a vegan, like one of my sisters, that's okay. And she literally doesn't yeah, put it in anyone else's face. She, she, she gets it. Yeah. She knows how it all works. And it's just like, I choose to disassociate myself from that. Cause I didn't like it. Okay, cool. Moving yeah. on. Like, Gotta respect it. Like, You're exactly right, though. Like um, that whole process, I think, is so interesting. Seeing the live animal, and then knowing what it's going to turn into, like yeah. bratwurst or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But going through that process, you really do. Like I, I, I thank the animal. You know, like, it's, out. and like, and you can. There's, there's nothing. There's no anger about it. Like it's a very calm oh, process. Very You're trying to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, and um, it is a. It's. I think it's a wonderful experience, honestly, and like. And like you said, um, I still get satisfaction when like somebody comes in from the freezer in the garage and they bring in a package of meat that I killed however long ago. Right mm-hmm. now they're on the, they're cooking it. Like you just stand back and you're like, hell yeah, yeah yeah. You know, I, I didn't did I didn't just That's buy great. that from yeah. butcher or from fry. And you want to talk about like organic, free roam, free range, all that? You cannot get more That's organic wild animal, right? than like, something you found in the freaking wild. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I know it doesn't Absolutely. have a stamp on it, but that is true organic you know grass well, fed I think whatever. a lot of that too is like when you think about it like oh, I just get my meat from fries you're like mm-hmm. well I I I found this animal in the wild killed this animal in the wild and if I didn't another predator maybe had yeah. um, and that fuels my family well, to like, do these you know things. like uh, like our good friend Joe Rogan um, says um, you know he loves to hunt right yeah and yeah. one of the reasons he got into hunting was because he got so uh, traumatized by seeing what farm meat looks like oh yeah. yeah so he didn't go some people go the route like you said which is fine if they want to go vegan whatever some people go that route other people like rogan and myself and go the other route and be like you know what instead of kind of feeding that machine right. i'm going to do something that one the environment needs Absolutely. And, and two it's it's a much better way to just to get your meat you know without a doubt i you mean know. and i still what do you normally hunt um i mean i don't go that often but um you know northern arizona okay yeah like deer, elk kind of thing. Oh, you said what? Yeah, yeah what? Uh, boar, um, elk. Um, that's about it. I, I don't. I, I've been invited on like bird hunts. I've done a few bird hunts, but I'm not really into cleaning little tiny doves and stuff. Like it's well, fun, also, but pulling you know, twelve BBs out of yeah. them before you can eat it. That's cool, right. but I'm more about getting like the bigger game that you yeah know, you can get a lot of in your freezer and you yeah. know it lasts for a while. I've never had boar. I'd love to have some boar. It's really it's, it's going to hunt. Talk about yeah. Earning your meal. We'll bring my oh, uh, sure. automatic. <laughs> boars, boars make you earn it. I got a boar a few months ago that actually charged me. Um, so I shot it with an AR and it fell down. So yeah, everyone's yeah. like, hooray, you know, high fives. Like, good job. You know, let's, can't wait to go crack the beers, you know. And uh, the motherfucker gets up and, no char- shit. and charges down a hill. Um, I had already had issue with the rifle a few times. So I'm now I'm holding the rifle to one side. Um, I didn't want to pull the rifle again. Yeah. I couldn't let it get by me because... I didn't want the, the guys it was going to run at either getting mauled by yeah, you the, get the teeth or have them start shooting at it and shooting mm-hmm. me. Yep. I couldn't shoot at it if it went after them. Yep. And so I just pulled my uh, sidearm and plugged it like eight times and then it Perfect. stayed down. Yeah. But um, we did. We were with a we were with a guide that was been doing this 
his great grandfather homesteaded this like thousand acre ranch in northern Arizona. So the their whole family has just been hunting this place forever, right? And he was freaking out. He's like, I've never fucking seen anything like that. What the fuck? You know, he's just going to town. But um, we actually recovered some of the bullets, some of the nine mil out of it. Oh, no shit. It was one of the craziest things ever. I would have loved to have been there yeah. for that. So, dude, afterwards, when, uh, you know, skinning it and, you know, you know, quartering it and everything, that's what busted out the beers. And it was like, wow. Can you imagine hunting back in the day? Like, imagine if you were a Native American with a homemade bow going after some bit. Dude. Hunting is and you legit. had to make that arrow. You didn't buy oh, that dude. arrow. I know you had to yeah. make that arrow. A little bit of a tangent here, but you know, to get back to what you were saying, like yeah. I think it's incredible um, what you're, what you know, what people used to do back in the day to survive, and how easy we have it now. I love mm-hmm. going back to the kind of like the old school way of whatever stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I talk about it all the time on this podcast. Is uh, there's a book called Revenge of the Analog, great read, uh, and it talks about how just because of the way the world kind of is now that there is this craving to go back to like something more physical, something more tangible, yeah. something that you can like put your hands on, uh, whether that's engaging with the way you like work out or like the way you engage with music or even your food, like with mm-hmm. hunting and stuff like that. Uh, I've, uh, I'll probably go out officially for the first time this year hunting for the first time in a long time. But, um, you know, John, who lives up north uh, wants to go hunting more, and I would like to do more of that. And he, yeah. now that he has a little more time and isn't traveling and going to school so much, we can get some more hunts done. But again, like that's just such a like you said, being able to like go into the freezer and like I'm just on almost on the last bit of the last boar, right? Uh, and it's weird. Like I, I like like you said, like I had raised a piglet to completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and it's weird it's 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 almost like that charlotte's web thing it like it really did it doesn't disconnect me from it it's just like oh okay well this thing's gonna die and i'm gonna make that process as easy as possible yeah like even you know you can play the pig you know the week it's gonna happen you know ahead of time and you know maybe she gets a little extra food uh you, you know a little more friendly and then so just the last days leading up mm-hmm. super baller and then again like you said you just gotta do it the right way and everyone you know wins and it's it's incredible uh to the whole earn part of yeah. your uh sure. ethos uh and as sure. an extension of that that's why i like brewing beer and making wine and mead and all that because it's you know it's something you do yourself and then you get that yeah. same kind of satisfaction when when your friends drink it you know well, it's kind of cool to that. you know you're, it's you know? Like, that start with raw ingredients into a yeah. finished product where you're like mm-hmm. yeah this started with some grains and water so right. some yeast or like that started with honey and yeast and water. It yeah. started with grapes and yeast. Especially like, when it tastes good and people yeah, like it. How like, cool is that? I mean, like that's, this started with like yeah, raw, yeah. organic, natural ingredients. That's really what hooked me into doing something like this. Yeah, that's really what hooked me into the idea of doing a brewery, which is why I originally moved back to Arizona. Where are you from? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up here. Okay. Um, then was in uh, California for the Navy and stayed over there okay. for a couple of years after that. And Where are you stationed? Uh, at Suki, Japan first, and then Lemoore, California. Okay. Where's Lemoore? Just uh, like an hour south of Fresno. Okay. Kind of middle of nowhere, cotton fields and So not and Okinawa shit. and not San Diego. Man, you got yeah. fucked twice. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. So like I got a buddy who's uh Sorry. who's uh <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a corpsman <laughs> and he was at the Marine base, right? But he's Yeah. You know, Navy and at mm-hmm. a Marine base and in, in uh Pendleton. Pendleton, yeah. Um but he wasn't he's technically Navy, but he didn't have to go to uh wherever you just said. Well, it's, uh, it's about yeah, the assignments you kind of yeah, agree yeah. to that determine that. 
my buddy Zach ended up in Guam being a submariner, and he literally signed like an extension um, to, to to stay in longer, which he absolutely did not want to do. But it got him out of Guam, yeah. <laughs> which he was initially oh, excited to go live at. And it brought him to Virginia. And it's hilarious because he's always hated living in Arizona. And uh, here he lives. Here he is. Yeah. yeah. Shout so out we to started, Zach. We started getting back to uh, that area of booze. And yeah. so you've got you've got to what, consider your company like a lifestyle company and a clothing brand, right? Sure. So about how many people do you think you've got within the company? Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think uh, directly or indirectly as contractors, I work with about 20 people on a, on a couple, you know, weekly basis. Okay. Um, so we keep a pretty, pretty tight team. Um, we're able to basically, you know, take take a hold of technology and do a lot of the stuff we do. So it, we don't need a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, so we got 20 people about, um, we have a building that we rent um, in downtown Phoenix where we do our apparel uh, production and fulfillment mm-hmm. and then um you know i have actually an event lady who lives in philadelphia so we oh, really? yeah we you know do calls and memos and zooms all the time Kelly. um but yeah awesome. yeah so the uh i mean your guys is like production quality or you're editing all this it's, it's high end right? you're doing high-end photos great videography you're like interlaying music and sound and audio with with your clips um so thinking of all of that yeah. and everywhere, everywhere else you've worked, it's the shittiest coworker you've ever had. Shittiest coworker. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And you don't got to say names, but I'm going to try to get it out of you. Yeah. Well, there is there is a difference between having a shitty coworker and um, a partner that that doesn't pan out. Fair. Um, you know, because when you're when you're working somebody with somebody who's maybe a shitty coworker. You know, you go to work, you know, nine to five or whatever, and then you get out of their hair, you know, get yeah. away from them, you know. Um, but when you when you're partnering with somebody, which is why it's so important to make sure you do business with people that you, you know, would want to be attached to the hip. Certainly, know, yeah. Um, that can bring a whole other well, level. You're to also it. relying on mm-hmm. the hard work and success of them, right. For your hard work and success, right? It's yeah. Not to mention the reputation of that person. You know, yep. we know how what they're doing in their lives. Um, and, you know, when you have, you know, money and things involved, um, that's a whole different level. So I would almost say, like, a shitty coworker, a dime a dozen, kind of almost like whatever, you know. You got any examples um, of a shitty coworker? <laughs> any stories you want to tell us? <coughs> Man. Um, I mean. See, what's crazy about this is we've had on both sides where, like, yeah. the shitty coworker from the guest was like, I fucking hate that person. I still hate that person. Yeah. And we've had plenty of them where they're like, oh, the shittiest coworker is still my best friend. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm kind of at the point now where like, a, especially from doing like my own business for about five years, I'm kind of at the point now where like any like past shitty coworker experience that I, that I would bring up right now, I really don't care about anymore. Okay. I probably yeah. forgot. Um, and, but that's yeah, an extension that of, the rearview mirror. You ain't going that yeah. way. but that's an extension of like what we were saying earlier. Like when you have a business problem that comes up um, at first, maybe your first couple of years in business, like the sky's falling for even the smallest little hiccup, oh, or roadblock, yeah. you know, whereas now, like it's like having a kid, I, right? kind of like, like the, like the, yeah. the toddler, you're like every issue is the craziest thing. Oh, and then also in the second yeah. kid, you're like, he's eating dirty. Like, yeah, kids yeah. do that. Right. Like you realize the things that yep. truly matter, but right. like the first, the first go about you're like, yeah. Hey man, we just fucked up an order. Like, we're going out of business. Oh yeah, like, we oh, are <laughs> done forever. And now we could have something major happen, and I'm kind of like, 
whatever. We'll get through it. Yeah, like don't even sweat, and I yeah. just kind of fix it, you know. Yeah. So my my outlook on you know what I would kind of say would be a shitty coworker type thing has definitely changed because mm-hmm. I now I'm in a position where I just be like, well, I just don't ever talk to you anymore. Yeah, you know, so just whatever. Have you had to fire you know? someone? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've let people go for sure with interviews. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, want to talk about that at all? I, no, not really. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah. So, uh, I like the idea of like learning a little bit of that, like the secrets behind the industry. Like yeah. Alex and I talk about, like some of the little secrets. We don't like go super deep about like this is if you're gonna order this beer, this is what you should be or should not be doing. But like opening up a lifestyle clothing company, like what are some of those little secrets that? Like you've learned and you're like, yo, like if you're going to go after this, like fuck those kind of people. They're, they're just, they like this style thing is just to earn your dollars. They don't care about yeah. you as a consumer. And what have you seen where like other people are like, yo, if you see this, like they really are out to take care of the community. Well, I mean, you nailed what I was going to say and I'll still say it is, uh, you have to start with a, with a why and with a real, you know, reason and a real mission. And if your mission is to just sell a bunch of shit to people, you're not, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, so you really have to have a reason for doing what you're doing. You know, either be very passionate about something. Maybe you just love brewing beer, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's your passion and that's all you want to do, great. Go for it. Make great beer because we know that that creates a great community. It creates a great experience for people. People celebrate with you. People, uh, you know, uh, weep with you when they're, when they, whatever. People always need a beer, right? Well, you're, so uh, you're true to, when you're true to what you're doing, man, like the, the, the your consumers follow, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, uh, I think one thing that has kind of worked in our favor is like, we weren't just like a bunch of gym rats that said, I know we can actually twist it up. We can put whiskey on a shirt and sell it and sell a ton of them. It was never about that. It was always, you know, about helping people live a healthier life, a more enjoyable, fulfilled life. So, um, you know, just constantly encouraging people that they can do that, you know, um, I think is what helped keeps kind of the momentum going. Well, and your and design is that, super clean too. I look too. Like, that in brands too. It though. doesn't look mm-hmm. like you're, uh, I mean, outside looking in, it doesn't look like you're trying to pander to, to gym rats or alcoholics, right? Like, right. you've got it's, it's a lifestyle company, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you live it. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things is like, yeah. if you think I'm trying to pander to you, watch my day to day. Like, I'm doing exactly what I'm preaching. I'm practicing right. it. Yeah, and it's exactly why like <clears throat> everybody on our team lives it as well. You know, like we don't. We don't have anyone that's, uh, you know, maybe that doesn't drink, you know, like everyone lives a lifestyle. Yep. And we've had, that's been like some of the pushback here and there that we've been able to squash over the years is like, you guys don't really drink, you know, like we <laughs> you see you, you know, maybe looking a certain way or, you know, whatever, working out a certain way. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Come on over. Well, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put that to the test. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to be all about what you're actually doing. And like you were kind of alluding to, I think, putting out a good product or a good service. Without a doubt. Know? Like, like and, and it's, but it's also not enough these days to just put out like a good product. You have to have a great product and you have to have a great supporting cast of things that come with it. You know, like your whole system for, you know, thanking your customer, your whole system for making them feel like they're a part of something and not, you don't want them to just think that they bought a shirt and that's it. We want them to feel when they get their shirt and they see the handwritten thank you note, they see a a, a repost on Instagram. We want them to feel like they are a part of our team now. Well, and also just to be able to obtain that customer through marketing and the work you're doing, 
that's a full time job of just yeah. being the guy making the content to catch your eye to hopefully you bought my product and I put a ton of work into what this product is. Like you're doing two full time jobs insane, to do it. Like, yeah. It's like I've I've tried to help my brewery do some marketing and Jesus Christ, do I certainly suck at it. Like I'm an idea guy, I can't execute on the things and I'm like Here's this this idea that I got, this little brainchild, and I sent it out on my pro team of marketing. I go, yeah. make it happen, because I couldn't figure out how to do that to save my life. Like, if I wanted, I've got these ideas for, like, videos, you know, what I just put on my phone and then figure out how to cut it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. and, and going back to, like, having, like, problems and failures and stuff, speaking of marketing, our ad account has been banned for about the last three months. No shit? Yeah. We just got it back. So we haven't. I still don't even have any ads running right now. So it's all organic. No shit. Everything. It's crazy. Um, you know, it's another thing that, like, back in the day, at any given time, like, if that had happened within our first year or two years of you know of us starting to market, I mean, that could have been it. You know. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, but you know, you just have to. That's why it's so good, I think, to have a, a real mission because people know that you're not just trying to sling shirts and hats. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's why, like, when I addressed it, it was like, you're a lifestyle company and a clothing brand, right? Like, it's truly a lifestyle company. It's how, it's how you operate. Yeah. Alex, you want to grab me another beer? Absolutely. At some point, I just need to bring that fridge over here, at least until the 75 days are over. (laughs) Strong beer fest. Oh, is that right? Ooh. You timed it right. You done then? Nice. Yeah. Uh, You want another one? No, thank you. Okay. Well, Alex, you want to ask a question? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, again, uh, whether it's in the military or through the different kind of um, adventures you've been on uh, through the years, um, while working, uh, what's the wildest thing you've ever seen go down? What's the wildest thing I've seen while I've been working? Yeah, you're like at some shady shit. Yeah, you're hustling, you're working, you're doing whatever. And then just... You're doing something you're not supposed to. Or someone else is doing some shit they're not supposed to. And then someone's boss just walks in and fires them at the bar you're bartending <laughs> at. And you're like, what the fuck? But that's my story. What is Man. yours? Well, that that is your story? Well, one yeah, one time I was working and uh, <clears throat> there's a okay, so I'll tell the story when yeah. I think about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Um, so I'm bartending. I'm a day bartender. Love it, man. Easy, easy fucking shit. So I have this regular who comes in like two, three times a week. Comes in. Gets the same food, drinks two beers, tips the same amount. It's clockwork. But this day, uh, he comes in, and uh, from the side door, uh, well, I'm serving a bunch of different tables, but I'm taking care of the, the bar dining area and the day bar, and then the dining room separate. So some people come in, and they sit down over in the bar dining area, which is kind of around the corner from the bar. So I go over, and I greet them, and I start serving them. And so, at one point, it's a man and a woman. She gets up and goes to the bathroom, and then she comes back, and then I see them discussing in more of, like, a heated kind of thing, and I'm like, jeez, I don't need this this early. Um, And uh, so, the dude gets up, and I'm like, fuck. And he's, like, coming up to the bar, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he just takes a right and then a left right up to the dude, my regular, 
and is like, I forget his name. We'll just call him Barry. He's like, Barry, you son of a bitch. Is this why your reports are always late? And like, it's literally like, I cannot fucking stress enough. Like, this is out of a fucking sitcom. Yeah. This is like so these some, are two guests. Th- this is like some bartender, like, once in a lifetime shit. This isn't uh, a bartender that worked there. No, no, no. Okay. These are all guests. Got, okay. I am the bartender. Yeah. I, that's, okay. Yes. So, apparently, this dude is his boss. <laughs> <laughs> And the chick at the table is his assistant. And so he's like, you fuck fired, like whatever. And then um, he goes and sits down and like, so, but again, they are kind of, I can see both areas, but yeah. they are separated around a corner. And so like, they're like, whatever. And then uh, he like wraps it up real quick. He's like, hey, let me pay you and get out of here. I was like, listen, bro, <laughs> that lunch is on me. Oh, I would have looked at him and be like, you can stick around, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he, he had all day. Yeah, he was right. Well, he was clearly just trying to get out of there. Like, and uh, I was like, dude, that lunch is on me. Best of luck. <laughs> that was the last time I saw him. But in what was in a wild turn of events, uh, so as the guy and the chick are leaving, she walks up to the bar and she's like, I'm going to need an itemized receipt, uh, his itemized receipt. And I was like, no. And she's like, what? And I was like, no. She's like, well, I need it. Okay. Well, that's Ask his him. boss. Get me a subpoena. And you can have it. Yeah. I am a bartender. Not why a snitch. Give it to him? Right. Oh, because there's alcohol on it. You, that's why she wanted it. Got it. I'm not a fucking snitch. If right. you want to fucking fire a dude for drinking a beer on yep. his lunch, you've got to uh, fucking do it without my, my fucking man. help. My man. Yeah. I would have split that baby. tab and just be like, he just had a sandwich. For real, how shady is that for her to even ask? Right? Yeah. I, I just told her, I was like, fuck off. Get yeah. out of here. I was like, I ain't giving you shit. Like, I, I'm not even going to prove he was here. Like, yeah. his name on a receipt? Fuck yeah. You, tabs on here. me, so. Yeah. Plus, yeah, plus he didn't even pay me. And we ain't got cameras, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Get out of here. So, yeah, that was um, that was something pretty wild that happened to me one time. I would so I uh, two Navy stories come to mind. Yes, let's hear them. So, do you, would you prefer to go for one that happened in the middle of the ocean with, with some external uh, actors, let's say, or do you want to hear one that was in the barracks that was just more like a, like a slutty girl? Fuck. Type thing. I mean, you caught me a slutty girl, but you also caught me with middle of the ocean. Yeah, middle of the ocean caught me. Can... Okay, so ocean. If you, so if you yeah. can imagine, like you, like I told you, we were stationed in at um, in California, landlocked, not in San Diego, where I was hoping to go. <laughs> yeah. However, I was with a fighter squadron, and if you know anything about the Navy, the jets have to be on boats to do go around the world, right? So we would still go down to San Diego, get on the ship, but and then they can fly, go around to do our thing. <laughs> these are these Sorry. are special boat things um so anyways we uh we leave san diego and we're over in the persian gulf which is where we were operating in uh 05 doing our thing middle of nowhere i worked on the flight deck so the flight deck the ship is always moving i it was uh basically launching airplanes um i would help sometimes load up weapons i would connect and talk to the pilot if they had a calm issue doing whatever so we're up there one day in the middle of the day and mind you there's nothing around right it's it's us mm-hmm. if you see anything that's not really a good thing because you're sitting on a... There's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. you're sitting on a giant <laughs> no news warship. Is good news. You don't want anybody around, right? You're doing some very sketchy stuff. You you're know? on a warship. Yeah. You don't want unexpected guests. Yeah. So, uh, middle of the day, um, I look forward and there's a, a flare coming over the one side of the ship, like high up above the ship. And I'm like, it's that's the 4th not of July. Normal. Yeah, like I don't remember seeing 4th of... Yeah, it wasn't 4th of July. Yeah. What the fuck is that? And you see everybody kind of running over to the side up in front. And I was like, 
Oh, yeah. All right. So I run over, and there's like about a 45 maybe foot like cigarette boat. Like uh, no. all white, no markings on it whatsoever. One Middle Eastern guy in it. And I get to the side just in time to see him, like clearly, you know, like right there, like right next to the ship. Uh-huh. And I was like, he just shot a flare over the fucking boat. And we're mm-hmm. like, is he going to fucking ram us and like blow a hole in it like the USS Cole <laughs> or something? Like We're like, what the fuck? And uh, this is so great about during flight operations, you always have a sub a certain length away. Mm-hmm. Sure. You have helicopters in the air for this kind of stuff. So kind of out of nowhere, like I was, I got over just in time to look down and see him. And right as he got towards the back of the boat, as he's gunning it, you could hear the engines go and he's about to take mm-hmm. off. Chopper comes out of nowhere. We didn't even know where the chopper was, but he comes out of nowhere and sits right on top of this fucking boat. Like, I mean, uh. I don't know. 10 feet, 15, oh. like right on top of him. They've got the 50 cal pointing right at him, you know? Imagine what he... Uh, that guy probably shit his pants. I was yeah. going to say, that's I gotta a get him on a podcast. That's a pants shitter. Like, you know, the <laughs> chopper is right above you. You got a machine gun named at you. Like, you know you fucked... You know you and you and, poked and, the and, hornet's and nest. And you're in a you million know? dollar boat, and you're like, this thing goes fast. Not yeah. helicopter fast. Not that fast. <laughs> and, uh, and so the only the only uh, kind of downside, we was like, plug it. You know, we just like, get him, you know? We just hoping they would just pop, 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 you know? disable his engine and leave him or yep. something um but he sat on him the helicopter sat on it until we couldn't see it anymore and so we were always just like yeah he probably they probably waited till we couldn't see then they uh-huh. sunk it you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like, get out get on out here yeah this is our industry secret what is the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's a dark secret exactly. i like it though uh, that's an idea. Like, we what can't the have any fuck witnesses. is that mentality what was he thinking like it was big so when you're out there um there's there's whole sort there's all sorts of other like um you know Iran what's to say for one they're always trying to figure out where we're at and what we're doing yeah because when we're launching planes we're dropping bombs yeah various places right so they always want to know where we're at what ship it is maybe you know is it a you know just trying to collect intel right so that happened so he's probably in that case was like we could have got you you know so I guarantee you someone in the radar room got fired. You know, oh, got yeah. hauled off of there. So he was basically like testing to see how close he can get. And yeah. he was like, I did it. You know, uh, but there's a couple other times there was some, there's some weird shit that happens in the middle it's of the ocean. Crazy. What, nothing like if that was just Intel and they're like, Hey dude, try to get us close to this boat. You radio in, let us know yeah. where this boat is. Flare it up. Uh, we're going to give you a cigarette boat, which probably could have been a very less expensive boat, uh, but you're going to die. Like, uh, you're yeah. putting a flare in next to a major like military vessel. Like, you're not getting away it, with this. It was probably like a practice run to see if they could send that kind of boat out full of explosives mm-hmm. to hit you know uh, an enemy. So it was like probably a test run to see what was actually capable. You know? Oh yeah, I mean he probably would have got you. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Absolutely, because he shot it from how the front. fast did that helicopter get there from when he shot that flare? Probably. Minute. You said the time. Minutes. You said the time it took you to get over to the side, right? Yeah, yeah it's quick. Yeah, because he shot it like at the front of the ship. It's about nine hundred something feet, you know, in length. Mm-hmm. So it came over near the front. I ran. I was already in the back of the ship to the side, and it wasn't too far after he had, you know, got past the boat that the chopper was there. Oh wow! Yeah. So the chopper was. You know, they were circling, doing their thing. They probably saw the flare. Or someone on the ship called like, yo, 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 you know, yep. whatever the fuck code they say, get over here, basically. So they came over and got him. It was crazy. 
But there was all sorts of things that happened in the middle of the ocean. You would think it's kind of a uneventful place. There's a lot going on out there besides us. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Some crazy drug cartel shit, like <laughs> some wild sex trafficking, huge waves, like gravity and yeah, shit. Yeah, we went through a freaking uh, tropical Exotic storm. Animal trade. How wild was that? It was crazy. So we, we basically, when you go through a tropical storm on an aircraft carrier, we have like 100-something planes, I think, on board. Mm-hmm. And you cram as many as you can in the hangar bay, you know, obviously, so you can yeah, protect this, them. Right? This seems like a good system. Yeah, so the ones that are left on top and the ones inside, you have to chain down something. Don't quote me here. I think it was like 50 to 70 chains or something absurd. Oh, I believe it. I mean, those are like you know, multi-million dollar planes. Yeah, right? like, and, and like there's so many chains on it. It looks like like Spider-Man shot a bunch of like brown <laughs> spider web below it. It's just like stuck there, right? Um, but going through that thing, um, you know, you get used to being on the ship, right? And all yeah, the creaks the, and the yeah, bangs and, yeah. on, you know, the regular noises and shit. Yeah. But also that um, constant movement. And how too, much right? it moves. Like, You're kind of used to that stuff. There was a few times when we went through that storm, it moved such a weird, violent way and made these certain sounds. I was like, we're sinking. That's it. <laughs> Dude, that, we are we're, you, we're done. When like, that happens, are you just, do they just be like, hey, everybody needs to go to their bunkers in yeah. this place? Yeah. Like how deep down, like from where you were then to getting up and out and onto the top floor, how long would that take you? Oh, it wouldn't take us very long because we were, uh, we were assigned to this squadron, which was basically lives right at the top. So, so like, we were in the back of the ship. The I- worst guy then, like the guy, like the farthest, how long from the farthest like bunker area to get out to the it's top? A, it's a ways. Like five minutes of like. Running. Yeah, like there were some parts of the ship that were so deep that like we never went because that was oh, just yeah. like ship's company. You know, a boiler room. And... Who even knows what's down there, the aliens or whatever. You know? <laughs> uh, I would not want to be down there. We, As far as that goes, we are in a good spot because we yeah. could be out fast. Dude, I, I just think like even if I – You don't want to get out either. In a storm? Well, I'm saying if this ship is going down, shit. like say ship's going down. I mean, yeah. You're go- like you're either you got your you're either drowning you're, in, a, no. uh, in a bunker – very deep in a boat or you give it your chance oh, yeah. out in the water and you just yeah. gotta like i'm gonna probably die of dehydration hypothermia uh, hypothermia yeah. but at least i'm floating and i'm not drowning but thankfully like, we were also in the persian gulf and it was 110 degrees during the day i have yeah. no idea what the water was but like or even where that storm was because we went around the planet now that i think about it but oh yeah still the last thing on my mind that i ever want to do is be in the middle of the ocean during <laughs> yeah. a goddamn storm that shit's terrifying. The ocean I, was is that, terrifying. Was that? Did you see like crazy motion yeah. when you're down there? Yeah. Like oh, that is that is my favorite part about the ocean. Ever since we evolved and left it, it has just been trying to murder us ever since for being ungrateful. It's really yeah. It's really insane. Like you go out on a boat, it's like I'm gonna send hurricanes, waves. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to murder you. You go you go further down than like 20 feet, murder. Oh, you're at the beach, sharks. Like the yeah. ocean has just been trying to kill us since we left. They're right. like Our final frontier. How maybe. dare you? It's so pretty. <laughs> Everybody wants to live near the beach, but that's like <laughs> as close to fucking savageness as you can get. Yeah, death starts with you know? the T. It's you, called the tsunami, baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You, you said it exactly, man. Like everyone wants to fucking talk about aliens. Go fifty feet down, man. Like <laughs> there is an alien world under the water, and you know we can't breathe there either. Right. <laughs> right. Fuck, man. Right. Figure. Right. Figured it like if we could master the ocean, we would make space our bitch. You couldn't even accept that pressure, like yeah. Hey, Elon Musk, I thought you were smart. Like, figure out the ocean before you go off trying to find oceans on Mars, bro. Come on, come on, come on. Did you ever see the videos of the guys on like the like the wild crab ships or something like that, where they're like, oh yeah, and they're just like they're like standing like like a 
45 degree angle just to stand up straight and everything's just flying. Like, yeah. Was it that at that yeah. point that crazy? Oh yeah. Well, even like during like kind of normal times, especially like on a ship that size, when you turn it, you know, it obviously doesn't turn on a dime. It's a big mm-hmm. freaking, I don't, a couple miles probably like a huge turn, yeah, but it, it, it still cranks pretty good. And it's funny because like you get your, like, you know, sea legs, which is going to be the name of one of my beers in my brewery. Ooh, there we like go. That. But you guys can, you guys can do that if you want. Um, TM, I mean, trademark that bitch. Yeah. But uh, but, but it's funny because once you have it, you're walking like maybe to, you're walking a chow or something, and you don't even notice it. But you look and you see other people like walking towards you, and you see that they're like walking way weird, you know, like mm-hmm. like you were just doing. <laughs> yep. And then you realize, oh, I'm, I'm doing, doing that too. And you don't even know. Thing. It's just you're just <laughs> kind of this goofball over here. Yeah, you're like Squidward. Your legs are just going everywhere, and, you know. And it's just you know. How long do you spend on that boat? Uh, I think that was that. That tour is a little over seven months. Ooh, okay, how was it getting off that one. boat? It was amazing. I bet. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing being off that. I mean, the port calls. I hear a lot of sailors say that. The port calls were super, super great. You know, because like we went to like Guam, Dubai, Greece, um, Ooh, Bahrain, uh, Singapore. Like, what was the best? A lot of um, man. And you really did see the world. Yeah, I mean, Greece and Guam were a blast. Dubai was really, really cool. It's Probably like those three. Crazy. Though. That's the city of the future, right? Dubai. Yeah. yeah I mean, it looks like it. For yeah, sure. Yeah. I, like I, I've never been. I hear so many like. I'm, it's insane. Been a futurist since I was like a kid. I, yeah. you know, I I love the idea of like robots existing, even though AI is a terrifying idea. Um, but it's just it's always reminded me of that. Yeah. I mean, it's the city of the future if you're a man. Yeah, I, I want to go, but like Dubai also scares me because it's like a graveyard for Lamborghinis, and I'm like, I don't even have Lamborghini money, and people who have Lamborghini money can't even fuck around in Dubai. So like, no, what am I getting away with? A lot. Well, like you can really only drink at like those amazing hotels, like because they there's no drinking in Dubai. It's like yeah, well, I mean, it's when you go to they Dubai, do, they do are it you purely going for tourism? The hotel, like, God, I've never been to Dubai. Like they have, like it's just that I don't know. It literally looks like something out of Blade Runner when you like look at like pictures in the night and stuff like that, like. The, the huge towers yeah. and all the lights and the neon and just the nightlife. It, it it's it's very very crazy. cool. But um, I'm only gonna go again if I have like you know a million five in cash See, to waste. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's like it's just it's amazing. You Did know, you like, have a drink there? Oh yeah, we yeah we got hammered for sure. What was the price per drink? Oh, I don't even know. Insane. Uh, probably yeah. My I mean, buddy, my the buddy. One thing that's cool about being out and like in the Persian Gulf, it's tax free. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're getting flight deck pay, hazard duty pay. Like, in, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, like, and you money. have no bills because we all moved Plus out of our apartments and everything. Yeah. tend to you be know, friendly so, to uh, military you know, service people. Yeah. So, we we spent a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so, I had, a, uh, I had a buddy who's the corpsman, and he was stationed originally in Japan. Then his next stint was Australia. He said Japan was pretty rad they weren't like the best place and they didn't really love them there but he's like i had some fun there you know i'd love Um, but he absolutely loved australia he's like it's hard to get used to paying 12 dollars for a pint of beer yeah like domestic beer yeah australians are super used to it it turns out but yeah americans do not like it at all because they they're just massively taxed but australians are just like we don't care because it pays for our health care or whatever well that's just but as an american you're like Fuck, They've this been cost immersed. twelve bucks, and my yeah. kidney's still fucked up. <laughs> They've been immersed yeah. into that; like it's just natural. Like if you walk in somewhere where like, fucking water's green, and you just drink it. Like eventually, you're like, yeah, water's green, right? Like it, it's the only thing they know. Yeah, but if you met a drunk Australian, it's probably best. 
I'd go to Australia for them hot ass bitches. Listen, I'm here to slander Australia all day, every day. Yeah. We've talked about the deadly tree. Uh, that place is just trying to kill everyone and everything. Yeah, it is really a tough environment. In, in fact, I always say that the only thing trying not trying to kill you in Australia is a volcano, and it's because Australia is the only continent without a volcano. Really? Mm, yes. Wow. Wait. Yeah, he's right. Well, that one is correct. <laughs> That's I, cool. I, I, do, I do know that that one is correct. Uh, a lot of times I say very incorrect things. When I'm uh, downloading with my wife at the end of the day, uh, I usually hear about it, so... Uh, but hey, that's fine. Uh, yeah. It helps me update the info uh, correctly the next time. Uh, so the inconsistencies of this podcast are about growth, people. That's what it is. It's on purpose. Yes, it's by design. <laughs> by design. One second, my mouth is super dry. Oh, the driest. I'm glad you told. Uh, I'm glad you chose that story because the other one. <clears throat> Maybe we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we've got it logged yeah, when we're not yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got it logged. We're, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it either off the mic or the next episode. <laughs> you know, I think it's a great story. Oh, it's a it's a phenomenal story. Yeah. No. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I think I said next episode, and then that reminded me of Dre, which reminded me that I think that the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is this weekend. Is that this weekend? Yes. Oh, okay. Which, when you're listening to this, it's not. Yeah, past. It, it will have. Well, the Super Bowl was We're awesome. Released. Remember when we saw it last and Sunday? Then the, it was, it was totally the Bengals dope. versus the Rams and the team fucking Get touchdowns. Predictions. Yeah. Dude, let's act. So this is... Let's do it. This is actually... So uh, doing sports on our podcast is actually kind of ironic and funny, but we it's kind of a bit now. Um, but I also do not know who's playing. So it's the Bengals and the Rams. Yep. So that's actually the question I was going to ask because I don't know. Cincinnati, LA. Okay, so... Um, it's hard because, like, I'm, I'm by Bengals have never won the Super Bowl. I'm a lifetime Steelers fan, and I'd like to continue to see Isn't the Bengals never win a Super Bowl. Steelers fan on purpose. <laughs> like, first of all, it's well, not um, on purpose. We've talked about this. I was I do, raised. It. I have you a terrible chose. towel, also though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mom's uh, family's from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I went to, oh. went to Alderdice High School and everything. Oh, tight. Oh, tight. Yeah, fuck you, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to get tough. What? What? What am I gonna, yeah. The smallest guy in the room talk shit to the bigger guys? Yeah. I'm a Steelers fan, too, at this point, guys. Like, All right. Fucking converted one. Um, and the Rams, didn't they, like, move to L.A. or something stupid? Yeah, they were in St. Louis. Oh, well, that's smart then. Uh, I guess I will. Is it? Fuck L.A. It's, like, the largest populated county in America and, like, is... Best weather year round. I mean, it's not terrible. L.A. sucks dick. Yeah, probably a good business decision, but still, fuck it. No, California it, for yeah, business goes good. sucks no matter what. But like, well, I, I mean, as far as the team goes, Saint, there's not much going on in St. Louis besides like first form uh, yeah. supplements. I just think the food and, and the drink art. scene in L.A. is super interesting. I think it's super innovative. Sure. Um, <laughs> wow. So was that word? Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, if you're gonna bust. <laughs> If you're going to bust out a $15 word, you better put some steak innovative. on it. You better put some steak Jesus. on it. Innovative. Uh, the innovation that comes out. Go and spell of, that for me, please. Well, it was just innovative. Pronounced like a real <laughs> asshole. Innovative. Um, the innovation coming out of LA for food and drink is fucking wild. And, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, a lot of the culture stuff I follow for food, inspiration, and drinks like come directly out of LA street culture, for sure. Yes. Plus, L.A. gave us Nipsey Hussle, Ice Cube, N.W.A. I mean, need I say more? 
the the uh, street food culture is really what I want to experience in LA. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of those like uh, like the Burger Show and all those kind of things, and uh-huh. like like you said, most of it are coming from these little spots that just look killer. Yeah, those random videos you'll see. I Dude. mean, TikTok's a bit of a different monster these days because it's very focused by content creators, but. Like on Instagram, there used to just be like this random like crazy burrito or like whatever, and it's like always fucking LA. Yeah, and I'm just like, so it's you know the 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 big cities for culture, like obviously like New York, but I think it's actually like Manhattan proper or wherever, mostly stuff around New York or the different boroughs. Sure, uh, LA for sure, and then Chicago. Those are like the three big influences for like food and drink culture. And I've always just Chicago has always impressed me. I've always wanted to go visit Chicago just because I've really always enjoyed that. But LA in the last ten years, man, fuck. Just really don't want to step in human shit walking on a sidewalk. Man. You watch like, too much propaganda on the telly. Do I? Because I don't watch any. Oh, okay. Well, he just watches his shoes and how much shit is on. Yeah. There. Hey, man. The last time I was in LA, there was less homeless people than when I was in Denver, Colorado. So I mean, I'm going to Denver next month. Oh, oh man. there are so many homeless people, and Denver the street smiles like piss. Yeah. Uh, state. So they basically have their equivalent of Mill Avenue, which is like. Uh, Someone's going to scream into the mic when I say this. A 17th Street or whatever the fuck it is. You'll know what it is. It's the big street. There's a place in Denver that we booked and it said it was near downtown. It's called Lincoln Park. That's, I mean, I booked it mostly because it's at Lincoln Park. Yeah. If if it's near downtown. At some point I was a teenager. Yeah, for sure. Downtown has a street. It's kind of like Mill Avenue, but like the trolley goes up and down it and it's basically the middle of both sides of the business. So Mm -hmm. like there's... It basically runs down this huge, like, mile or two-mile thing, and it's, like, where all the big ones are, like, the cool restaurants and a lot of the corporate stuff, too. And you can basically walk in the middle of them, but the drawback is is that it all smells like piss all the time, and the cops just stand around, and they just see, like, a, a dude pissing on the street, and they're just like, oh, whatever, and... Not that, you know... I've, Perfect. So I, I know I when I'm own. there in March, I can take a piss anywhere I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they can be like, you look not homeless. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I'll piss next to you a look homeless like you man know better. pissing. And when, yeah. I, when I'm in the city, I'm wild as fuck. So the hotel we were staying at, like, I would walk <laughs> through the alley to the Walgreens, th- to that street. And uh, everyone had been going around. I was like, oh, we can just go through the alley here. And they're like, what? And then we turn the corner. And it's the first time I actually realized what it looks like because I don't care. But now I'm conscious of it because they're with me. And as we turn the corner, I visibly see shock on John's face. And I'm like, and to your left, you'll see the alleyway where uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. Anyways, we're walking. We're walking. And John's like, this is so horrible. Yeah, but John's like, look at these forearms, brother. We also walked by a dude who's just like smoking crack, just straight, like, had a fucking dick in his hand, just smoking like crazy. (laughs) And uh, he had another buddy, he, like, he's like looking at me, and as we walked by, he's like, what's up? What's up? And I was just like, I didn't even stop looking forward. I was like, ain't none of my business, man. And he's just like, mm-hmm. He's just like, he's just like squiggling around like a little worm, and he's just like, like, he like liked that answer. He's like, it just never said another word to me. And when we walked back, he like came out, looked at us all crazy again, realized it was us, went back to that like little worm, yes, kind of nod, and then just kind of like. We, I just never made eye contact with any of those guys. I was just like, do not. So who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I was just saying. Uh, I've got to go ask that guy in the alley. Yeah. L.A. L.A. is my pick. I'm hoping for the, I'm hoping for the Bengals, but I think, the Bengals I, think, I think the Rams are going to take it. I'd like the Bengals to 
I'm an underdog, man. Like, I'm going to go for the Cats. Yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I like underdogs. I don't I, want to root for I a team that looks like it. Tony the Tiger, like, cloned himself and took the field. Did you never have uh, Cincinnati Flakes? Cincinnati's a trash. Yeah. Frosted Flakes are outstanding. Yeah, they're also, like, trying to murder you. And Cincinnati's a trash-ass so city. Good, Is it? Yeah, they're good, though. Is Cincinnati shitty? <clears throat> Probably. Cin- I've never been there. Yeah, I don't know. Since a shitty, it sounds like it is. I feel like you just made that up. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Cincy. <laughs> I've been to LA. And Oklahoma. It's, it's full of fucking homeless Dude, people what's, and bougie What's bitches. hilarious is, except for Oklahoma, terrible place. I imagine every all of place LA I've ever been, I've like been Scottsdale. surprisingly delighted by. Like Omaha, great city. Nashville, holy fuck, that place is amazing. Except for Oklahoma. Had a great time in yeah. Louisville. Amazing. Uh, every place I've ever traveled in the U.S., which has been quite a bit since I've been with the brewery, is fantastic. Like, yesterday morning, I drove up and did Antelope Canyon bucket list check and then was back home by 9. It's been rad. But, again, Oklahoma, terrible place. <laughs> He's doubling down. I like this. <laughs> it just is. Like, all right, all so what's, my the, what's the bet on the score? Oh, jeez. Uh, I have not been watching almost any of this season, but I like being correct in predictions, so... Are the Bengals good right now? I like the Bengals, man. No, are they good? Well, they're in the Super Bowl. They made it to a mean, Super Bowl. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. To so, you. you don't here, even have to be at 500 I'll give to you this. make the Super Bowl. Vegas bets are like a 50 points okay. of, of for money line. They're close. Okay. It's okay. not enough where I it's the Bengals aren't low enough where I'd bet on them. Okay. So, to I, be I think unsure. it'll be I think it'll be sub 50 points total. Yeah. Probably even sub 40. So, I'd give it that. Yeah, I, I think that if anyone gets to 25, the other team's at, like, 15. <laughs> and that doesn't change, or maybe 17. So, yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe it's, uh, what are the scores, 24-17 uh, Rams. I'm going to go 21-17. Let's write this down, actually. Bang- well, it's going to be on the podcast. Nice. Oh, yeah. 21-17 Bengals. We're recording this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm real dumb. I'm going to go 21-17 Bengals. Okay. Twenty-one seventeen. I'm gonna say. uh, I think there's gonna be more field goals. Is yeah. I think it's gonna be more of a field goal game than a touchdown game. It's gonna come down to a field goal, no doubt. Well, I think it's gonna be more of a field goal game than a touchdown. Sure, but the the last the last goal will be a field goal for sure. So how about um? We won't bet on that too. Yeah, twenty-seven Bengals. I'd say like twenty-one. Rams. Okay. All right. Going high scoring game. I I like like this. I'm hoping it's a fun game. Oh, I I hope so. The only thing I ever truly want out of the Super Bowl, unless it's my team, uh, and they always win. It's a good game. Fuck a blowout. Listen. uh, Yeah. Fuck a blowout. I want to see a good game. Even, even, I don't think I've ever actually been alive for a Pittsburgh Super Bowl that was a blowout, if there ever was one. Um, so yeah, I like a good a good game. I've never seen a blowout. I really enjoyed even in the playoffs. Like, what was it? It was like 2000. Eight, seven, nine, maybe that era. There was just—I remember the playoff games were so incredible that year. That was right before Brett Favre uh, went to the Vikings, like the year before, or maybe the year after. It was that series of years, but the playoff games were better than the Super Bowl every time. They were just so intense and close yeah. scoring and great, great games. And then the Super Bowl would be some fucking lame shit. Yep. So how much are we putting down on this? Um, a five spot. A little quick, easy for Hundo. Winner gets a. Uh, bottle of bourbon from the two losers. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm down with that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's already earned his booze. Speaking of That's bourbon, for you. this is for me. Yeah. 
Notary Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Hell yeah. From Oso. Hey, listen, we're supposed Everybody's to be shamelessly plugging my company on here. I'm um, kidding. Shout yeah. out, shout out, Oso. Give me that is, Thank you. Uh, I haven't had this one yet. That stuff, I, uh, that is my favorite. Um, I've been drinking it. I, 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 I don't want to yeah. say it wrong, but because it's maple syrup, that's my favorite adjunct whiskey made locally. Like that's forever. their straight. That's their oh straight, oh, oh their, yeah uh, oh yeah yeah I forgot that yeah. They have, uh, but Notary's solid local fucking bourbon, no doubt. Nice, great. Yeah, stuff. that's straight. It's good stuff. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Of course. They make this in their Scottsdale location, I think, right? Yeah, uh, off Eden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it all gets done yeah. over nice. there by the the Four Peaks. Is that still there? No, I don't think so. Do they close that one down? Yeah, I believe so. Mm. I would like to Nothing's figure out a little change, uh, guys. in a, an event with you, man. Yeah, you, definitely. Uh, if you need to tag team with a brewery for an event out here, dude, I'm all about it. Hell yeah. I think it's time cool. to bring back the beer mile. Uh, yeah. Chupa's doing it. Oh, great. Uh, great time. Chupacabra. Trent, dude, come for What are you doing on the, um, <laughs> on the 20th? So not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Um, Possibly an event with uh, Peak Nutrition. Okay. Well. What uh, you got going on? <laughs> Chupacabra Tap Room, Chupacabra Tap Room, just down the street in downtown Mesa, is doing the uh, Montucky Mile. So it's, it's the Montucky Mile with uh, McKellar. So it's mullets versus hipsters. Mullets are uh, Montucky hipsters or or McKellar, but honestly, that could have they're yeah. interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a beer mile, you know. Nice. It's Twelve ounce can of Montucky. Run a quarter mile. Do that four times. Uh, I think the best time I ever got was like seven minutes. 12 seconds that's not uh, bad i was very impressed with that's, that. i trained i good. trained for that and you're that's drinking for a mile um well it's in all honesty it's just under a mile it's probably like 0.8 it's miles it's mile ish uh, yeah because yeah. you'd have to start it at the end of the block where the light is and yeah. you start right where like their patio is Dude, so you awesome. you shave off a little bit um yeah. but you're also drinking four 12 ounce cans of beer what time is that i think it's at two I'm actually, I'm actually very interested. In they're, they're so much fun. Um, yeah, we used to do one with the brass tap. It was wild as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one I ever did was that brass tap. And I thought it was like a casual run. And ah. I drink my beer. <laughs> and I'm pretty good at chugging a beer. And so I start going. And I beat Alex on the chug. Not by much. But I think it was also standing closer to like where you start running than he was. He was in like the back of the pack drinking the beer. So I'm like just slow jogging. And then I just see Alex right past me and i'm like oh shit like he's saying he's trying to come in first place yeah you're like wait what, what i thought we were jogging here What's yeah, happening? Yeah. so the first year pants. uh the first year not to chupacabra did the montucky mile i think i was like in the mid eights yeah i was like all right now i'm training for this one and i was like the low sevens this time i'm gonna be casually jogging i'm, I'm working yeah i'm bartending during it, and oh, Trent is yeah, just gonna cover just, the yeah, time I run. Shift, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna jog, but I got wild. a whole outfit and cut my hair into a mullet. Like, Tight. I mean, it's short, so it's, I'll see how it goes. But it's so, what be, team is the mullet? Make it the Montucky. Perfect. I already got a mullet. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. So get there, dude. I'd be killer. Yeah, we're gonna have a great time, dude. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. That's great time. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe show up for that one. You gonna get a mullet though? Um, well, obviously, yeah. I'll, uh, actually, I, I actually have a, a Garth wig at home. So nice. Oh, shit. Well, if you don't come, oh, I'm, I'm going to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, perfect. I suckered him into it last year. He wasn't going to do it last year. Nice. 
Yeah, I run a. I poked hard. I run a six and a half minute mile. Um, I definitely don't do that. But with beer, it definitely fucks everything up. Yeah. Yeah, I will say I whooped him last year. Like, no doubt. Whooped. Yeah. Well, I was also in denial about where my fitness was last year at that time. I think. I think he still is at six and a half minute miles. Let's let's go run a mile right now. On a treadmill, yes. Let's do run a mile. Terrain mile might be a little different, but I I feel like I can outrun you. I can I can beat you in a mile right now, and I've had a couple beers. Okay. So I got beers in my belly. That's an interesting proposition that I will not be testing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in 75 hard. Like I already hurt all the time. Like I'm riding 20 miles a day and still doing a hard workout every day. So well, we got to wrap up pretty soon, but have you done the 75 hard? Yeah. God, it sounds so hard. I want the 75 easy. It's actually, uh, once you get into like day eight without alcohol, it gets a lot easier to be honest with you. (laughs) Once you don't, once it's not like, because alcohol's a depressant, it, it makes you tired, right? It makes you sleepy. Mm-hmm. And soon as you don't have like, like Bobby said, like once I have three beers, I don't, I'm not going to go fucking work out. If like, I have one beer, I'm not going to work out. Right? And that's exactly it, right? So, um, yeah. So once you get through like day eight, you're like, oh, okay, this is a lot easier. You're like, you're waking up and you know, I, I take a pre-workout and a recovery. So like that was helping, even though I was like using a lot of alcohol, but um, yeah. It, like day eight it gets real easy in the and like when you get past like the halfway mark in your day 30 40 50 the routine can actually kind of be enjoyable when you have oh. it locked in i yeah. create i create you know? it yeah, yeah. are well, you using you... the app no they have a it's like five bucks they have a 75 heart app oh, you can I'll set timers and check one. marks yeah. and stuff it's nice yeah i mean i'm 10 days out so oh, i'm nice. just trying to awesome. focus up and, awesome uh, awesome yeah you know, i will say like uh just with exercise like Anybody who's trying to get an exercise, like, you just got to go Monday through Friday if that's what works for you. Like, I don't work out on the weekends. I do family stuff. Uh, but Monday through Friday, if you go, even if you just show up to the fucking gym, no matter how tired you are, just that repetition of being there, and then mm-hmm. you're like, what am I going to do? Drive straight having, home? Or just having to walk in, like, you know, or walk to your car and walk up. Like, well, you're it pumps there, the blood right? gets you kind of moving. Well, and... you're there. What am I going to be a bitch and turn around and go back home right when I got here? Like, I'm going to do something. It may not be the workout I wanted to do, but at least I was there. I did something. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. all you do that, you have that repetition enough of just getting there and doing something. One of those days, you're like, no, nah, I'm making it happen today. Mm-hmm. And then you have that great workout day. You get your, you get that little, uh, like tension the body like all right a little sore from today that was a great workout and then it inspires you for the next one and the next one and the next one especially when you start to get past uh whatever self-doubt somebody might has oh so might have you know when you get like five days a week two weeks in you get to a point where like i'm not can do this i am doing it oh yeah and you mm-hmm. and you don't want to stop yeah you know? dude missing a day now like you feel worse missing a day and going it's like, weird you know today is actually the first day in six weeks that i had a scheduled off day so it's it's been a weird day yeah. you know because I, I started with a new trainer on uh in january and i've been going so hard that today i was almost kind of like i, I was I had a really productive day business-wise yeah yeah but and it's you know finishing out to to you know be a great day for sure but it was weird not doing it i was like Dude, I, did I? Am I gonna fail today? Did I actually win the day? Even though it was a very productive day, yeah. I'm so used to having that physical and mental win first thing in the morning. When I didn't do it, I was like, "Man, I'm a piece of shit." Dude, see, you know, dude, that's like, like, no, like just, my you know? mentality. Like, and also, like, <laughs> a morning workout. You're like, dude, I've already built today to be great. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, there's nothing better sure. than pushing yourself first thing in the morning. Like, there's a speech by some famous, probably I think he's Navy. Uh, it's called "Make Your Bed." Yeah, uh, every day. Yeah, love that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't make my bed, um, but every day, 
I, I get up. Great book. I don't follow it. I get up and I do something hard. Yeah. Right. I, I took the I took the lesson, right? Not the not the physical act. And so, for me, that's my bike ride. It's not easy to consistently ride twenty miles a day, mm-hmm. um, but it does give me these sick abs and some really great legs that you can see at Strong Beer Fest. Spoilers. Um, Is he going to be wearing silkies? Oh, I'll be wearing some Daisy Dukes uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, <laughs> I told Brooke I was rocking that mullet. Uh, for all beer week before I cut it, she's uh, like, "No, don't do that." I'm like, "What's oh, oh, happening?" No, she's telling, she's telling you not to get rid of it. Is I think what she was hinting at. Oh, perfect! I'll keep it around forever. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. you're just looking at it the wrong way here. Yeah, you're, yeah. Just, you're being a little pessimistic. If only my mustache connected better to my beard, I wanted to do the full handlebar and just shave the beard and do the full handlebar, but it doesn't connect, unfortunately. It'll go. You got? I can see it in there. How, I could be convinced. Yeah, I could be convinced. Let's let it go for a couple months. It'll yeah. it'll work out. Well, I've got eleven yeah. ten days. <laughs> Just definitely don't shave yeah. in the next yeah. ten days. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, every morning it's just my hard thing to do, and if 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 I do something else that kind of gets in the way of that, and it was a difficult task. I try to like mentally like rack that up, and you know I'm not Goggins level out here snatching souls up yet or anything like that. But, who's gonna uh, lift the boats? Who's gonna lift these fucking boats, man? Get them on the beach. Um, so that's uh, that's my kind of mentality of it, and, and I do want to like get to the point where I'm like, not only do I crave it, it becomes like something that. Goggins is crazy, but he yeah. is very inspiring to that point. And I I do try to keep that mentality of like, make your bed. And, and mine for that is always like, get on your bike, ride it. And as even today, I was like in my fourth of seven laps to make it, right? I've got it mapped out. And I'm just like fucking exhausted. My quads are on fire. I'm just like, but it's lap five. It's lap five where it all comes together. Yeah. And then as soon as I hit four and I'm a third through five, clarity, everything stops aching. It's beautiful. Mind's clear. Mm-hmm. Finish out those last two laps uh, and just day fucking rocking. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys were saying, like, wake up, have that win, get the blood pump. It just, it clears my, like, I, I wake up with this, like, almost like fog over my brain. And that is the one thing that just clears it the fuck out. It's just like, go for a ride or work out real hard and get it going. I find it hard to have, like, a shitty day if I started the day with a really successful workout. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and it and it might sound weird, but like no matter what goes wrong, like business wise, there's something about that. You've already accomplished. You already knocked something out that maybe you didn't even want to do, uh, but you know, regardless if you wanted to do it or not, it was difficult. It was and a very. You, it's, you did it's the it. most physically difficult thing you've done all day. Yeah. You've already knocked it out. Mm-hmm. Like, the day only goes up. Yeah. And then right? even if like the rest of your day is shit, at least you took care of you. Yep. You know. And you've earned your booze. Keep going, yeah. Dude, you've earned it. That's right. I love it. Absolutely. That's when you have random podcast or yep. you know, <laughs> random like Tuesday afternoons where there's like random whiskeys being poured or whatever. Yep. Like, whatever. Uh yeah. dude, before we wrap up, is there anything else you have on your mind that you want to talk about? Man, um, I'm just really looking forward to this beer. You know, uh, especially like going yes. up, like we did the collab, of course, but like we all know what that really means, you know, like you know, the, the brewer like did 99% of the work. We got to clean <laughs> we up, take pictures. You know, take some pictures and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you guys, I just did you, a collab you, with 12 West. Yeah. I feel you. But I really, but you I guys honestly that. did more than like 90% of people ever do. Like you guys did so much more. And it, well, I miss doing that, you know, like oh, yeah. I, I love being in the brewery. Um, I love like making beer and I just like, uh, you know, 
the kind of people that do that, you know? Certainly. A lot of the times the brewers are a little awkward, but they're actually cool, nice people. You know, they just are usually on their own. Yep. You know, yeah. in the back brewing, they're not up front serving customers I and would stuff, say... And I like that whole environment. Brewers are the coolest nerds. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. By far. Like, for sure. They they know... They got in this industry for a reason. Yeah. They put their nose down the grindstone. They're reading books about hops. That's the driest material in the world. Like, you know, like, like people they, don't realize how much of like scientists yeah. brewers are. They think they're just kind of whatever, you it's know, science introverts making beer. Art. No, you got to know some shit. Yeah. You know? It's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to say, uh, when I went up and did the collab, I said this on the podcast before, but uh, Alex wasn't able to be there and I'm fully expecting Alex to be there because he can just keep conversation going yeah. and I'm talking to their brewers up there and I'm like, so you guys like brewing? Is that is that you, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And uh, by the end of it, we're all chatting, sitting at the bar, having a great time, and like learning some insane shit that some of his brewers were doing. Like one of his brewers up in uh, Williams, they were producing like he was saying like three hundred gallons of ethanol a minute. At he was doing uh, like major production brewing for. Like a fuel company, like so. When they say like, oh, it's like eighty something percent ethanol. Yeah. The rest is yeah. He's our resident or, chemist. It was, yeah, it was. It oh was yeah, we met him. The yeah, craziest yeah. shit yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's cool. So these guys are. I mean, they're interesting. Oh, for sure. They're interesting. Yeah, he's people. a chemical engineer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not just a, a guy that like dropped out of high school and decided to make beer. He's yeah. a chemical engineer. Yeah, he's like the smartest guy in the building. You know, no crazy. Doubt. Yeah. he's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> I'm the asshole that smiles at people and they're like, "All right, I'll buy your beer. Get yeah. the fuck out of here!" Like, yeah. like okay, thanks, fine. dude. Bye. They're they're hoping you don't come in with something else to buy because they're gonna have to buy it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also sell solar now. Son of a bitch. You know? I we're a green company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we do an industry shout out to wrap up the podcast. Um, we we tend to just go first to give you a minute to think about it unless you got something. Yeah, go for it. To shoot out. Um, Obviously, shout out to Earn Your Booze. Thank you for coming. Absolutely, um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, My pleasure. It's Earn Your Booze on Instagram. Yep. Um, like and subscribe. Uh, you're gonna Smash get some solid. Like you're gonna get some solid, some solid content. Um, I genuinely thought this was tomorrow, our podcast, and I was like, dude, how do I get a Earn Your Booze tank top to rock during? the podcast like, there's no way i can get it tomorrow and then alex what? texts me he's like be your house in 15 i'm like yep uh, i'll be right there uh-huh. and as i'm driving sure. here i do what i do a lot of the times i'm like i did not fully prepare for this in terms of bringing <laughs> shit like god damn it so i was like i was like thinking of alex like hmm, how much time do i have can i get shirt sizes real quick and i was like this is ridiculous i'm already kind of late you know? yeah it would have been awesome if i would have brought my iron your boo shirt for bobby to wear and he's just like swimming in it yeah tried to talk to you with a straight face i just never a, mentioned I you it. a double xl shirt yeah. <laughs> bam asking you shall receive yeah. Uh, no yeah whatever you, whatever you want my man gotcha. i'm gonna st- i'm gonna uh, no I'm, I'm gonna buy a shirt uh i've been t- appreciate it i've been sitting there thinking too long about it i need to get i need to get some goodies from you like i said i follow you on on social media, we're gonna have a lot. Got, of, we're gonna have a handful of new shit coming out at the uh, beer festival too. Oh, I'll just buy there some, some exclusives. I've though. got, yep, I've got you heard it here. two new beer designs and uh, a couple others. Do you guys awesome. do NFTs? 
That's one of the things we're working on. Really? Yeah. We're about to do our own NFT. Dude, you better get it on the scam while everyone's making money. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, for real. So like, as soon as this shit fucking collapses, uh, you better be holding some money. <laughs> What's the thing that's big now? It's like the... The bored apes. The, uh, the, oh, jeez. It's like the picture of the little doll things that are going, like, whatever. It's a, it's like a little emoji character thing that people are paying for now. Yeah, the you're talking about the bored apes NFTs. Yeah. yeah. I saw on Twitter this morning, someone was like, I'm being told that bored ape... NFT on your Apple Watch is the new Rolex of Miami, and I was just like, I've always known that city was a fucking hellscape. What? The oh, fuck? dude, I, so, I someone's like, like, look at my look at my cartoon ape on my uh, Apple Watch. Isn't this better than a Rolex? I will murder an entire generation yeah, of kids. No, I feel like I'd rather go to Miami than LA. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Miami's so, hypersexualized yeah. and super fun. Like dude, lots I'm of dancing. Also, great food culture. Love mm. Miami food culture. Yeah. Uh, the Cubano, one of my favorite Sandys. Yeah. Ooh, I, 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 love Cuban me, food. I love Cuban food. First place I ever had plantains. Loved them. Mm, Fucking nice. loved them. Nice. I was with probably, me and my dad went down there for a fishing trip, and we met with uh, one of my dad's friends from high school who knew some guy, Mateo, who was genuinely there because he... Um, left Cuba by being a drug dealer. Like he was just nice. muling yeah. a shitload of drugs, made himself a fuck load of money, and was just like hiding from Cuban. Like He's Cuban. Like, refugee. I'm gonna get out of here now that I have all this drug money. And uh, we got a car accident while we were there in his dope ass truck. So it was the first time I ever got a car accident. But good thing he had a big giant truck because that's yeah. pretty safe. Interesting. Yeah, listen, <laughs> if you're going to drive something, drive something that's just wrapped in steel. But we had some rad Cuban food because uh, he was yeah. Cuban. He knew the right places yeah. to go. I love the food and drink scene in Miami for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's totally dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did forget about Miami, um, but it's in Florida. That's you were just why. talking shit. About Oklahoma. Oh, I thought you were just S- talking shit about Miami. No, I was saying, like, I love the food and drink culture there. It's hypersexual, which is awesome. No, before that, didn't you say... Did I say Oklahoma? I mean, it's in Florida, so you could have got it too. <laughs> I don't. I can't keep track of what we had and had. Oh no, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Miami. Yes. Cincinnati. Yeah. Listen, there's a Miami, Arizona, so I'll give it to you. It's close. <laughs> you caught me with the e at the end. I was like, oh, it's definitely. So I just an I. that's got to be weird for listeners. <laughs> you talking about Cincinnati? I'm like, Miami's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with Bobby. Do this guy's flip flopping these states. <laughs> So what's your industry shout out? <laughs> <laughs> My industry shout out is Patent One Thirty Nine Brewing Company uh, off Ray Road in Chandler. The avocado place. I eat an avocado every morning for breakfast. It's like kind of my routine. I want to go into this avocado is delicious, but, but it seems like they're taking it to an unhealthy level. Probably, but it's a new account for Bobby. So shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the goal is nice. that it will never be a new account. It, it is a new account for me, but. The goal it's, is that they never buy my beer again, right? Like, that is the plan that hopefully they're successful enough to yeah. enough of their own beer that they never need another guest beer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so or I get, for, and then they get so big, they need guest taps for their giant breweries. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's not really where my goal is that they're so fucking huge that I re now resell to them. I'm just hoping that they don't ever need my beer again. Uh, but until then, I, you know, they, they're amazing people. I will continue selling rad beer to them. Um, but... They're doing some phenomenal things. I'm pretty excited for what they are. And it's not like breweries are popping up left and right anymore. 
like they used to. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. like they used to, right? Like, well, there, yeah. there was a three-year period where 80% of the breweries in Arizona opened up. It was like three to five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was wild. That was a wild time to live through. So, um, give, them a, give, them a, give them a try. Go check out the beers. Check out what they've got to offer. Um, give yeah, it a shot, right? Good. Like, I always say, like, at least for, like, my sales job, like, I was, like, just points of distribution, get my beer everywhere and see where it sticks, right? Like, so these guys opened up. Ever to give them a shot. If you don't like it, that's all right. Go back to your place. That's your normal go tos. But if you love it, just by listening to this, like they've now found a new consumer that keeps them in business, and you're a happy consumer enjoying their product. Like, just give them a shot. No doubt. Um, well, Red, I uh, forgot that I need to go there, and so I will. See, give them a shot. Boom. All right. Uh, my industry shout out is a shameless plug uh, for a business that opens March fifth. Grand opening, Page, Arizona. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, Grand Canyon Brewing and Distilling's uh, third production. So every every location is a scratch kitchen, production of some sort, full bar, the whole nine, right? So this will be another one of those 11,000 square foot building. It's probably one of our biggest build outs. It's insane. It's really cool. It's in the middle of downtown Page. Um, I just did Antelope Canyon yesterday, which was amazing. Uh, you know, there's lots of other stuff to do out there. Uh, Horseshoe Bend, which I've done before. Uh, Lake Powell. So if you're up there in the area doing awesome shit in Page, because it's awesome out there, um, swing by uh, Grand Canyon Brewing Company after March 5th. Uh, check it out. Hell yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug two real fast. Uh, go off. Take your time. Yeah. So <clears throat> one is a, it's actually a bar in Old Town, Bevy Old Town. Okay. They've been a real big supporter of, uh, of Earn Your Booze. We've done a couple of runs with them and um, they have already agreed sight unseen to take a couple kegs of our collab beer and Hell yeah. pour it and Hell I believe yeah. keep a handle of Grand Canyon on afterwards. So Look at that. How cool is that or, shit? Not, not this. That's just one of my beard hairs. That was just one of my beard hairs. That's a long beard here. Though. Well, it keeps sticking in the mic and I just figured I'd pull it out. Yeah. So, uh, Well, thank you for noticing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so those, those guys are great. And then another one that I have not been to yet, so I'm actually kind of plugging this for myself to remember. Sure. Um, a friend of mine just opened Lake Pleasant Brewing Company. Oh, I heard about that. Uh, yeah. My dad lives Fuck out in yeah. that area, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty stoked that there's a brewery out there. Yeah, Dustin Westby. He actually um, is now married to one of my high school friend's sisters. Okay. And um, when I was uh, kind of uh, looking to get out of the homebrew game, because I bought a ridiculous like big homebrew Oh, your, your rig was ridiculous. Yeah. Do you still have, have it? Um, I have the hot side, which is for sale, actually. So I got a guy. <laughs> I hit him up. I yeah. got a guy who wants it. Yeah, yeah. earn your booze yeah. on Insta, dude. I I've been trying to sell it for years. So yeah, uh, but anyways, I had a I had a, a glycol machine with conicals and the whole nine yards, and he bought that stuff. Oh, kill um, To kind of you know get to the next level, and here they are opening their brewery. So that's really cool. I got to get up there and uh, go see it. I think that they is just opened, rad to like, see that last weekend that progression actually. happen. Yeah. Yeah, so shout out to those guys. Hopefully they're making awesome. some good yeah. beer. Shout out to both those. I'll uh, be up there Bevy soon. and Scottsdale and Lake Pleasant yeah. uh, Brewing out in, well, Lake Pleasant, yeah. uh, Arizona. That's Peoria for those that don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. <clears throat> so that's awesome, man. Uh, I know you're a busy man, so thank you for your time. I know it took a little bit of coordinating to get this together, uh, so I do appreciate it. And oh, this is great. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. And, you know, thanks for all your genuine interest in what we're doing and um, – you know, see you guys out there crushing it in your own way, and I, I well, really, thanks. really appreciate that. You know, final little thing at uh, yeah. at Strong Beer for your pop up: Are you gonna accept credit card? Yes. 
Cash. Yep. Cash King, baby. Venmo, Cash PayPal, King. Cash, credit card. Bring your dollars, get some dope merch. Hang on the uh, hang on the bar. Beat we, my time. Bet you won't. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have some fun stuff for people that can like uh, meet certain thresholds. I'll have to talk with Justin about it. But yeah, you can we'll, even like give me some like cool edibles or something that works too. You know, there we go. Yeah, and then uh, right next to it will be Grand Canyon pouring everything we make. So everything, everything. Uh, well, oh, yeah. we, we are actually every spirit we make we are bringing. Yes, because we are going to have like a part. We have a twenty by thirty space where part of it's going to be like a little distiller's corner section where. Sick. Or distillers just hanging out doing more of like an in-depth kind of like sampling with like people who are more interested in that kind of thing. That's cool. Well, we'll have like two main stations where we're serving beer and kind of pre-mixed cocktails and like some of that kind of stuff. So nice. Okay. It's always a good time partnering with you guys. Looking Thanks. forward to it. We yeah. try hard. For sure. Awesome. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thank awesome. you for coming. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.